sold him this rear differential for 120 and he gave me a hundred bucks cash and then and then what the rest is the credit nope <laughs> of course not yeah. i a 20 pack of gold toe socks all right and then, and then he's like i'm like what else you got man <laughs> This I is like, not. I was like, I'll, not $20, I'll take them. And then he's like, you know, they're actually really good in the winter, like in the summertime, because like they're really thin. And he sold me. He Imagine sold, having an unopened he gave pack me of gold toe socks, pack. but you couldn't just take another twenty bucks out of the ATM. Yeah, and then he exactly. Then he tried to sell me them. I'm like, I'll take them. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm like, but what else you got in your fucking Volvo? And he's yeah. like, free Volvo, by the way. And he's like, uh, he's like scrolling through all his shit in his seats, like looking for something. I'm like, I'm just, I'm just letting him do it. Yeah, no, I want something I had, important to I you. Like, give me your just, license. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to let him do it. And uh, he's like, uh, dude, I, I, I have got this, just like this kid. Like they're very similar. He's like, I've got this. Um, I just made this split pea soup last night from scratch in a Tupperware. And I was like, you know what, man, just. Give me hundred bucks. Give me the socks, and you've got a deal. <laughs> I don't want your soup. Your split piece. Just from the floor. What, so you can poison me. The floor. The floor of his like dirty <laughs> car. <laughs> The Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. Yeehaw. We're here for episode number 50. Mihao. Uh, 52. 52. My favorite so number, 52. Zweihund Fumsisch. And if you. Das is good. So we're here for episode 52. For those of you who don't speak German or Spanish. Um, we'll do it in English this time. <laughs> yeah. And um, we're happy to be back. It's a nice fucking night in the spring, whether you're in Florida, Colorado, Mississippi, Massachusetts, where the fuck you are. Yeah, we're here uh, chilling hard with our friend, uh, what's his name, Joe? DJ BP, our DJ good pal. DJ BP, he likes a nice tap I got to meet him in head. person for the first time. We got a new secret handshake. We're, we're yeah. buddies, and uh, he, he's going to be running the... Uh, the switchboard here, the X's and O's of the pod, he's going to be spinning the wheel for us, and uh, mm -hmm. that's right, folks, we're back to another Spin the Wheel episode. Spin the Wheel episode. It's been a long time, we haven't done it since episode six, but Dylan brought up the idea, and I couldn't agree yeah, more. True. Let's spin the wheel again. Let's see what we got here. Yeah. Again, put a bunch of random words up on the wheel, and this time I have a couple of mystery tiles we might land on. That'll be a little fun surprise. Mystery tiles. Uh, Holy shit. I hope we get those. Who knows? I hope so, too. Yeah, and One just for the record. Uh, chance or whatever. Yeah, we're in. And, uh, and just for the record, if you uh, have a place that sells steak, it doesn't sell steak unless it sells cowboy hats. <laughs> That's right. So, a delicious uh, steak dinner. Me and Joe like had that. some steak for dinner uh, and a cowboy hat. So... Makes it taste that much better. Yeah, I think it's time. You want to get this fucking ball on the show or Let's what? Spin the wheel, folks. All right. So, Episode 15. Uh, we're going to let DJ share the screen. We're going to share the screen so you folks can see yeah. as well as okay. we can. Okay, we get that going here, and then we're going to let DJ give the old spin-a-roo. Give the old spin-a-roonie there, DJ. Right, DJ, you want to hit us up with a big old fucking rip? Here we go. What will it land on? God, any, it could be anything. Ramrod? Skyscraper. Holy shit. 
Nice spin DJ. Skyscraper. Interesting. Interesting. So, um... I can start on Skyscraper. Yeah, first thought, Burj Khalifa. Um, mm. Much like the porn star. That was my first thought, right? too. Yeah. Is that the same name? Yeah, that's her dad. No, Burge. it's not. <laughs> okay, well, we, we'll confirm that later. We don't think it is, but... Um, it's probably her, her great uncle or something like someone that. Someone related, yep. Um, Obviously, we're talking about, uh, you know, Mia Khalifa, yeah. as you all know. Yep. Uh, that is a really tall structure in Abu Dhabi or Dubai. One of the two, right? I believe it's Dubai. It's probably in Dubai. Yeah. Which is in the United Arab Emirates. Yeah. And it's probably about, I mean, what do you, if I had to guess, I'm going again, we are, the fun thing about spin the wheel guys, if you don't know, we don't do any research at all. We don't do any research and we don't have purposefully. So you get to see how dumb we are. Yeah. Um, So even though I, I brought these words up on that generator thing. I didn't research it because then I'd be cheating and then I'd have a bunch of stuff to say and it'd be as boring as I always am. So we go off the cuff here. Yeah, but and, Joe is an expert on things like Ramrod, so he does, <laughs> does like, load it a little bit. <laughs> Y'all know what I mean. So <laughs> Load it up. So, but that's the first thing I thought of too is the Burj Khalifa because you think skyscraper, tall buildings, tallest building in the world, that. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking of the idea of skyscrapers in general, that they were like the tallest man-made structures in human history and they didn't pop up until like 150 years ago maybe i mean what's the first skyscraper it wasn't until 1900s i would imagine so honestly you didn't have the steel to the chrysler building held the record in new york city for a long time and then Mm. the empire state building well not a long time but the empire state building came in after that i believe yeah went chrysler for maybe a decade or five years and then the empire state building Mm. was built so we're we're talking tower sears tower didn't come in until way way later yeah Yeah. way after that um and that definitely was like held the record for a long time all the united states which i think are all the biggest skyscrapers were until now the new world now asia has got the asia's the next because that was was our industrial revolution we're gonna build the tallest buildings and now asia's going through their industrial revolution which means they're they're kicking our ass yeah so yeah, so that's the thing with the skyscrapers, because, um, I mean, it could have started with the fact that zoning laws and land ownership, as a... Of course! It a, wasn't just, I want to build the tallest building, it's that I have this many square miles, I can't build feet. out... Square feet, yeah. Square feet. I shouldn't say. You have a perfect square box. You can't build out, because there's no room around you. Legally, you can But you can keep up. building up, and you that's the idea, right? That's the whole idea. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, the Burj Khalifa was definitely built as a flex to be like one of the tallest one. Yeah. That they could have probably bought out the buildings next to it instead of building it, you know, four times as high. Yeah. But they're amazing things. I mean, it's basically like a man-made mountain. You just get in an elevator, and then I think elevators also are a huge part of why skyscrapers exist. Because if it was just stairs, they wouldn't be building a hundred and ten floor buildings. As they say, you can't have a skyscraper without an elevator. That's what they say. And that's why it rhymes. And the things that rhyme are true. Uh, and that's why it's amazing. Also, that place has the biggest, it's got to be one of the biggest uh, deficits, or what do you call it, the wage gap between the literal richest people on earth and slave labor they use in Dubai to build stuff. Mm. They have people come from other countries and they're indentured servants, so they technically aren't slaves because their names are on the books, but they can't get a job and they can't leave because they take their passports when they go there. So that you get there's people who make less than zero dollars and people who can afford to build the tallest building in human history on the same block with each other. That's a big fucking deficit. It sure is. One of the things I think about, though, is that, like, you know, when the invention of the skyscraper happened in the early 1900s, yeah. um, that's what it took to get to that elevation, besides hiking mountains. Yeah. You know, now everybody 
on on average, I think most most Americans take four airplane flights a year. So yeah, so we've been a lot higher than that in the meantime. Well, we're th- yeah, way we're we're you know uh, let's say your cruising altitude's thirty five thousand feet. Yeah, um, that's and, and that's, 30, that's like 30, 33, feet, 32, 31,000 feet higher than the tallest building. Yeah, so it's like once you're up there, it's like okay, we can get up here a lot cheaper and easier. Mm-hmm. Well, not really cheaper if you want to go spend a twenty dollar ticket to get to the top of Burch Khalifa, but yeah, but um, building but, it costs a lot more than that. <clears throat> oh, sure, fucking does. So now you know, getting up there, it's it's cool. So what do you do? You get to have dinner and some drinks, and then be terrified. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I guess you just take I, pictures. I, weirdly enough, feel safer on an airplane than I do sitting on the sitting at the uh, top of the hub in Boston on top of the Prince sure. Center. Like well, that if the tower fucking, falls down, scary, so if the tower falls down, you can't do a um, a controlled glide and landing. No. It's just falling. Yeah, the aerodynamics on a collapsing building is shockingly low. Pretty bad. Yeah. So. So that's, um, as far as I know, uh, leaves one question. Um, if you were in Dubai and someone gave you a free ticket to go on top, go to the pinpoint, not, well, the pinpoint is like, that's the thing. They added another hundred feet just by just sort of even more a, of a, a piece of metal. A spire, I think they call yeah, it. Yeah, a spire, as Joe calls them. Yeah. Um, but if there's a restaurant on top of there, would you have dinner there? Would you take all the elevators just to go have a fucking... Well, I went, and not on like a regular night, but if I wanted to make a thing of it, and they say you can eat on the 50th Free, floor or the top one. floor, yeah. I would go to the, yeah, I would, I would do that. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, what a view, you know? I'd have to be kind of drunk. I don't like... I'm not that scared of being that high up in a building. It is scary when you're there. I think that adds to the excitement of it, but it's not going to deter me from having a dinner up there for sure. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, just, I like a good view. I like a good high up view. I like a good view, um... But for some reason, it just gives me the, the weebie-jeebies a little bit. I have nightmares about heights a lot, and I don't know yeah. where that comes from, because like I don't mind being on an airplane at 30 Oh, it means feet. you were dropped as a baby. That's ask Sigmund Freud. Yeah. Is it? Really? <laughs> no. I oh, like, maybe. I mean... <laughs> I um, some people just have it. But, uh, yeah, for some reason, the heights thing kind of freaks... Has always freaked me out. Like, I don't like being on top of buildings or being near edges. No. Like, no. no. Interesting. Nope. Yeah, so yeah, so when I do it, I prob- I'd probably go, you know what, I can pass on this. I don't need to be up there. I'm good. Really? I would I'm go. happy enough where I am. No, no, I am too. I mean, I'd ra- I, the bigger question is, would I like to fly to Dubai to go there? No. But if I'm already it's there, if I'm already there, you know, and we're going to have dinner, we want to have it on the top of the tallest building in the world, or do you want to go to the uh, halal joint down the place? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I hear you. I'd go to the tower. I'm yeah. there. Or you can go indoor skiing. That place is really like the center of opulence. And they have a ski indoor skiing in the middle of one of the hottest places on earth. I mean, that's just really... Sounds is, awesome. I told you that. It'd be weird. That too. It's probably the worst fucking... It's like watching some mountain times it's, 10 as I mean, far as shit goes. But oh, like, of course. Um, but, I'm just picturing one of those, you know, those like uh, surfboard testing sites where they have like that... I've done that. Like infinity pool. That's yeah. what I'm picturing. It's like the, the skiing there where it's like an oh infinity Oh my God. It's just like, it's like, blow, it's like... It's like a treadmill full of snow. Yeah, full of snow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just constantly oh just God, falling so down. Funny. I've done the surfing thing before and obviously if you had the money to do that all the time, you'd be a better surfer. Yeah. And you like go out in the real time. world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like, it's just a big giant dome with a fake mountain and fake snow. That's fucking funny. That's what I'm picturing. Yeah, all yeah. kinds of crazy shit like that. But yeah, it really is just the center of like complete opulence. It, 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 just for the sake, money for the sake of money. Yep. Which, yeah. you know, America used to they be have. the king at, and again, as you mentioned, now H is getting in on the game, so you can hardly blame them. Yeah. Uh, just slightly too big for the whiskey just, glass there. Yeah, he's actually good for the whiskey glass, not mm-hmm. good for a beer uh, can. Fair but uh, he's got, mod- you know, he's, the cool thing about him is that, about DJ, is that he's always being modified. 
So we'll we'll he'll we'll do a beer situation with him soon. You can add a couple cup holders in, and you can hold those up. And no problem, cup holders. Um, I mean, he's customizable still, and transformable. We do mostly cans here on the Dylan Joe Basin podcast, or more of a can. Yeah, we do podcast. more of a can jam. Yeah, more of a can jam, can set a bottle podcast. Yeah, but um, he is uh, definitely uh, in the mood for a bottle opener. So we'll have to talk to um, his. Uh, his mechanic and primary technician. And then, of course, if his gives his consent, then, you know. We can add a can opener right here. Oh, that'd be even better, right? That'd be the funny. Belly button, just right. Well, uh. Up a little lower? Yeah, reproductive organ. Yeah, just can opener. Pop it right off there. Yeah, yeah, because he knows what's up. He's a funny dude. So, we'll, see more, we'll be seeing more of him around, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> you better believe yeah. it. All right, let's try the next episode. The uh, next. Uh, next spin. spin the wheel again. All right. So, no, there should be a button for. We have to see this. Eliminate. Yeah. Eliminate. Done. Okay, thanks, Joe. Uh, I mean, thanks, DJ. Sorry, I had to move the camera a little bit. All right, but... let's give it a little DJ. Uh, you want to give us a little the spin, old my boy? Spinneroo there, boy. Oh, let's hear it. Nice spin, dude. Nice fucking spin. All right, we're off to the race. That was good. Oh, mystery number mystery three. Mystery number three. What is this going to be? That's the mystery bells. All right, I got it on my phone here. I have three mystery questions to ask Dylan specifically, and we can pop off of that. I have them numbered. My number three mystery question is, what is the best bullshit excuse to call out from work with? Like You're, don't, you're not sick. You have to come up with an excuse to call out from work. Either it can be one that you've used before that you haven't used. I have one that I just have used in the past that it always works every time. Um, and I haven't used it in many years because I don't really call out of work anymore. But when I was a young lad and uh, something would come up like if I didn't want to go and something fun was happening, then I'd have to use this excuse that I have here. But you're not sick because usually they're... Because you could say if you're actually sick, you're, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be a bullshit excuse. It would be a legitimate excuse. Okay, then I got. I'm this. talking about a bullshit. Easy oh yeah, yeah, easy yeah. Question. It's a bullshit. I thought it had nothing to do with the human body, is what you're saying. So oh, no, it can have no anything. Problem. I mean, you could say you're sick, sure, or you could say you know, I, I, uh, <laughs> anything. I don't want to put words in your mouth. Well, thanks for asking me because I've got I've figured this out a long. I figured you have a good time one. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the 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 key just you know again, we give advice here sometimes, right? Oh uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, this is this Reason is an advice question. This is coming directly from me. Um, when I was a uh, a young lad, like in middle school, yeah. I realized that a lot of people are not as self are not as confident about uh, themselves to be able to say things are embarrassing because they don't understand what embarrassing means. It means that you're thinking about what other people think about you too much. And yeah. Well, when and you're a kid, the whole matters. world revolves around what other people think about you. You think. Yeah. And if you know someone doesn't know how to tie them sh- their shoes, you're a complete ostracized yeah. individual. But now that you're older. And you can just yeah, embrace back anything. Then I, I, I had, you know, I wasn't the perfect kid, and I definitely had thought of these things too. But I realized that I'm like, there is a, there is a pros and cons list for things you can say to get out of things. Yeah. So, okay, so I can tell a nurse, school nurse, um, something very personal, and embarrassing, and that could get me out of school. I think we had similar answers on this. Thing. That could get me out of school. And and the fact that they think that the general population of eight-year-olds... Gen pop. A gen pop is not <laughs> going to say something like this. They're going to believe me. Right. So I'm going statistics purely. You're going... You're full... If you go full throttle, they have to believe you. Yeah. You go, hi, Mrs. Murphy. I have diarrhea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have been having diarrhea all day. 
and I, I just got through the last class and, and I held it in and it was so hard, but I, I made it and I, now I'm not sure. I want to go back to class. That's an other key, I want, other key I, I point really, you say you a, want to I go. want to go back to class, but what can yeah. I do to make sure this goes away? Yeah, yeah. You don't say I want to go home. They go, well, you know, because you know the rules. Yeah. If you say diarrhea or vomiting, they have to send you home. Yeah, yeah, it's contagious. It's bad. News All for bad news. So you you go. I I just no no don't don't no don't call my mom. I, I what what can you give me? What can I do to stay in class? They go. I'm sorry, Dylan. We have to send you home. I'm like, oh, I guess no. All right. I mean. All right. So you have my mom's number. So they'll call my mom. So when it comes to this tour, which I'm sure also our parents must have loved. I mean, I can't relate to this because my mom was there. Yeah. So I would just have to go upstairs and send <laughs> to school anyway. Shit, literally, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I never could still, do it. It's still in you, so uh, <laughs> I can tell. Um, yeah. yeah. So for me, not a problem. But um, but this just translates to work though, because in work, if you just if you just decide that it's embarrassing enough, um, because diarrhea is as you get older is less embarrassing, and still most people won't do that. Especially yeah, I mean, it's, it's not fun to tell people. Giving them the picture of, like, I'm liquid shitting out my ass uncontrollably. <laughs> it's not a fun picture to tell yeah. people. In the stalls. It's a bad first office. date. You know? yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so it just typically has to be very, very personal and embarrassing. Like, something you wouldn't tell someone to hold. Because it, it can yeah. change and people's then, thoughts of you. So I don't mean to jump on here, but I have the exact same answer. Is That's my number one bullshit excuse is I have diarrhea. Number one. They know you're sick because, like I said, you're, you're indulging in embarrassing Most information. Most people won't say Number that. two, yeah. which is a caveat that I like about it, is that they are less likely to ask you intense questions about it. If you say, oh, I have a sore throat, they'll ask you, like, oh, do you feel, can you make it in? Can you you fever, if you, if you say, you I, I have diarrhea, they don't want to say, how often have you been shitting today? <laughs> yeah. They won't ask you because they, they're so regular people. What does it look like? Do you see a lot of, like, fat in there? Yeah, like, color, they could ask that there, but they won't like ask how it. How often? How many times an hour? As nope. soon as you say I have diarrhea, then they're way less likely to ask you any more questions, and they'll 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 be like, all right, you're off the hook, you're done. Yeah. That's my favorite one. I, I should have known you had the same one as me. But that's my favorite one. Yeah, yeah. There is one time where it did backfire though, which I love this because I gave um, Jesse, uh, my ex girlfriend, I used to uh, work at the same hospital as her in the kitchen. And you gave she her would, diarrhea. And I gave her diarrhea many times. <laughs> no, I I she was she wanted to call out from work. I already had the day off. And she, I don't know, it was probably something we were all going to hang out, and I'm like, I'm like, just just call out, you know, we're, we're probably in this basement here, you know, for example, excuse me, <coughs> diarrhea, <coughs> excuse me, sorry folks, uh, <coughs> one more for the road, and uh, so I told her, why don't you, I'm like, just call out, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to say, I don't want to lie, it's hard lying at people at work, because, you know, if you're a decent person, you don't want to lie about it, but you want to call mm. it sick, and you don't want them to ask questions. And the more of an asshole your boss is, the more they'll grill you. And once you call out, they go into your coming in mode. And then they start trying to convince you to come in. You have to hold your ground. Oh, shit. Yeah. You have to. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I've seen people come in after they called out. And I'm like, you suck, you son of a bitch. Like, they already are putting points against you. You already fucked up. So yeah. just call out then. Yeah. So if you call out and then come in, you have to work and they think you're lazy. Mm -hmm. So it's a lose-lose. So I told her just... I told it's her, for hey, anything in life, actually. It is. It if is. you make a decision to, commit. to pull... to make a uh, statement or a decision in any way, shape, and form, never back out. I, that's you can't. I have a few very, it's very a lose, few lose when you back that out. I, right? that, I, yeah. that, I, that I hold myself to, and one of them is if I make a decision, I've learned through the hard way that just like that, if they say, all right, well, you know, you're having shitting out your fucking shorts, yeah. just try to come in. Just and come, go, wear a diaper. Just, it's okay. Just, we'll, we're not going to worry about it. We'll give you half the work. Nope. You say, look, sorry, can't do it. 
already committed. Do not try to prove it anyway. Yeah, because so you don't win yeah. at all. No. So then, so I said, here's the thing you do, because I use it in the past, I go, say you have diarrhea, then they won't make you come in, and they won't ask you questions, plus you're a woman, and they're even less likely to ask you about any issues you need to be in the bathroom. Absolutely. Because, and especially if you have a male boss, they don't want to ask about you know, mm-hmm. all that. Um, so she does say that, which is, I was laughing my ass off, obviously, because her, hearing her call and work and say, I have diarrhea, and knowing that she doesn't. Yeah. We're, I feel like the three of us have We're going to, like, smoke weed and, like, go to the movies The three of us have had this conversation. I mean, I feel like she yeah. came, she got this from us. Yeah. No, no. It's we're I, like, hey, look. Just, this is the idea. I, 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 she didn't come up with herself. I go, say that. Yeah. So she says yeah. that, and I did forget about this wrinkle of the thing, is that she worked at a hospital. So when she said, I have diarrhea, they said, okay, don't come in. And you can't work for multiple days, and we need to test you when you come in for norovirus. God <laughs> damn. I was like, whoop, that backfired. So, like, it she had... Backfired? Best case scenario. Well, I mean, yeah, but it really was, you don't get paid time off at the hospital. So she was out a bunch of money. When she had to come in, she had to go through, like, testing, and they wouldn't let her do all... It was... Anyways, I'm still... I think she, she and I were still glad she got the day off, but it was much more of a backfire, like, to do. Like, it was... We have people... Quizzing you about your, like, the last thing you want now is the next day after you lie, you'd be like, all right, tell me all the details about all the shits. What did <laughs> just, you eat? When did you catch it? Yeah, like, yeah. it just backfired to be like, I don't want to have to prove this shit. And, and any other job, you wouldn't have to work for a hospital. Don't use the diarrhea excuse. It, it doesn't work as well. Or you know? use it. Um, you know, let's look at the day off. But it, it, there's a lot more repercussions where if you call out of, you know, Staples and you have diarrhea, the next day they don't ask what your uh, water versus solid consistency is in your number two movements. Yeah. So... That's a good point. So, so before we wrap this up, yeah, because I can't use this excuse yet, but I'm very, very, very much looking forward to this mm-hmm. um, because I think it's the ultimate because I've seen it work for everybody. Okay. Is um, if anybody's on the fence about having a kid because they are worried about the state of the world, what their kids are exposed to, the world is tough to live in. Why would you ever bring a kid in this world? Yeah. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it at all. I have no one to have a kid with. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Just remember the fact that you can get out of anything if your two-year-old's sick. Which what is you a, do? Which I, is I, a lie. Gotta take care of my kid. Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry, uh, little Johnny's got a fever. I can't come to work today. People do it all you the go, time. People, you, you go, they go, no one's gonna go, well, I, it's like, no, I have, he's out of school, and no one's here, I gotta do this. My that child is, is ill. the ultimate excuse, so have a kid. It is. You will not regret it. For all the 110 times where it's true and it ruins your day... The one time you can cash it in, cash that shit in. Anyone, your wedding you want to go to? Just kids sick. Kids sick. Sorry, he's shitting himself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Court date. Kids sick. Court date. Uh, anything. Literally, name something right now. On you the schedule top of your a colonoscopy. You can't, can't go. My kids sick. Exactly. Blow the colonoscopy off. Kids sick. Blow it out your ass. Kids it's not sick. necessary. I mean, get your colonoscopies, people. I know a lot of people who have had that in their fifties. Just get it, but, sure. um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, for real, have a kid. Ultimate excuse because they have diarrhea, so all of a sudden you don't have diarrhea. They do, mm-hmm. and uh, you're not trying to prove anything to nobody. Yeah, you you might be the the uh, boy who cried diarrhea because next time when your kid actually is sick, you actually will be sick. That's right. No, that's right. So, um, as someone who got uh, hand, foot, and mouth disease <laughs> uh, from someone else's kid. Uh, at the office. Um, That's the worst thing ever. Shit fucking happens, man. So we're back Wait in a the minute. game. Yeah, not sharing screen yet. I'm also, we just should duplicate. Screen. We should just duplicate it. 
No, because then I get to go back and forth so you can see us. It's all good. DJ's in control here. Uh, yeah, I meant to say that um, we should, we're supposed to put the pa- piece of paper in front of the screen so that we can't see ourselves the entire time. I'm not looking. Yes, you are. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I've been watching you the whole time. What do you mean? I haven't even looked at myself at all. <laughs> You've been looking at yourself the entire episode. No way. You haven't looked at the camera one time. Not a chance. <laughs> I've been doing it too, but I'm wearing sunglasses, so it's harder to notice. Not a chance. Well, it's fine. Just make sure you stare at the middle screen here. DJ, what are you doing? DJ, spin it. Daddy and Daddy are just joking around. Yeah, we're you two dads. Spin the just, fucking we're, thing. We're doing our usual okay. thing. Ah, right. Whoa, nice spin, dude. That was a wind-up. Oh, not calculator. Calculator! <laughs> This one doesn't have to be long again. I don't. I don't pick these. I pick them. I pick I'm gonna it start it off. Remember the calculator that we had in seventh grade that you could, you would press the button and it would flip the back up and then tilt at an angle, and then you could wind it up and it would get stronger and faster. Yeah, that was I, a fucking calculator of the time, man. I totally forgot about that. God, I miss those calculators. That was fun. I mean, calculators are cool. Like, they're basically the earliest version of being able to use a computer. They were solar powered when in our days. So like. What else could solar powered constantly? Dude, that's nothing. The wildest thing I've ever heard. Like, it had no batteries. It just had like a solar battery that was constantly being charged by not the sun, by like a fluorescent light in your office. That was enough to run a calculator. And the calculators from like 1985 still work. I have one at my furniture job. It's from like 1973, and it, it works just mm-hmm. fine. You just bigger cl- buttons. Clack, clack. Yeah, you type in. You know, you just write boobies. You flip it upside down. Mm-hmm. It's the best. S one, three, eight zero zero eight five. Also, yeah, exactly. Also, mm-hmm. Texas Instruments. Yeah, S one five. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> the um, Texas Instruments. What a funny name for a technological company. You know how your technology comes from Texas. <laughs> yeah. But I just thought the classic thing to bring up is that the teachers. We said this a hundred times. The past you're never year, gonna have one of these in your pocket all the time. It's like, well, yes, you are. Tough shit. Yes, uh, you are. It took less than ten years. Yeah. For that statement, and I don't even know what teachers tell kids now. They just can't tell them that. They just go use your use your phones on the test. Cause, yeah. What do they do? I don't know. I guess they just try to. They, I don't know what they do. Oh, hey, you you have to make your parents buy you this hundred forty dollar calculator when you get to yeah, high school. Yeah, scientific calculators the are the biggest rip off. They've been keeping that company alive. And then you ever see the new ones? I hope they. They look exactly grow. the same as they did in nineteen ninety two. They've they been do. releasing the same product. They have a cornered market on that shit. Yeah, I hope they scientific I hope they calculators all drown. It's I bet not, they have a program for your iPhone that costs twenty dollars. That's the same as a scientific calculator. Of course no they problem. do, dude. Probably free. Probably free with ads. Dude, you know, right now you get a scientific calculator, no problem. Like no problem at all. Yeah. Like for free. I remember keeping mine forever. We had them in high school. It was a hundred dollars for a fucking calculator. Hundred dollars. And fucking Mitchell Geist stole A's. mine, and I couldn't prove it, so I had to act like I had one the whole year. That piece of shit. Um. So. Um. Wow. Yeah. So. Um. Calculators, uh, yeah. I, I also took a model car kit for a Chevy Impala. I remember, I made mine. I gave it like axles and wheels and a and a, a glued on yeah, a windshield. Made it real cool. That's really cool. It was very cool. Really can't beat it. Can't beat it with stick. Yeah, it's big things. Anyway, All right, yeah. Uh, yeah nothing else lame. really to say besides sex yeah, injury. We don't need them anymore. Suck uh, my foot and um, and every single even if you have a fucking you know twenty dollar Google Notepad laptop, it still has a calculator on it. Yeah, no, exactly. They're ubiquitous. So, DJ, you want to spin this fucking thing? Oh, again? you got to share the. Uh... Oh, I didn't hit share. I hit uh, or DJ didn't hit share. DJ, you got to uh, hit share. Though. All right, yeah, DJ, give us something fucking good this time. All right, hey, I got that one. What do we got? Cool. 
glorious. Glorious. First thought is Inglorious Bastards. Oh, good, good first thought. Inglorious. Yeah, In- opposite of glorious. glorious. Opposite of glorious. But they are still glorious. They are, they are glorious. Yeah. But I think the inglorious part of that is that it's like an unsung hero. Because in that yeah. story, it's, it's that the yeah, understanding the is that they all were like, say, what do you call it? Like special ops. So, like, mm-hmm. all that could have happened. And you wouldn't even have known there was this whole unit of yeah, guys. Fucking hopes. There was a lot of stories that were like that in World War Two for sure. Yeah, like Operation Valkyrie. Yeah. Didn't hear about that until the movie came out in like 2012 or whatever. Yeah, I never saw it because it looked a little... It looked, um, is it? Should I watch that? No, it's not good. I didn't think so. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where like you hear about it and then you don't hear it's about it for like, I feel years. like it's a little like watching Jag where they give you like five seconds of fun and then they bring back to the courtroom. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Tom Cruise and it's like, yeah, it's most of it, it's like a spy movies, but so most of it's like dialogue and like rooms and people like worried about Yeah. Not, I, like I'm not looking for talking as much. Like I want to see, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's less 007, more uh, Bridge of Spies where it's like much more heavy dialogue, intrigue, and much less... So, heavy dialogue bothered me so much because I've just been forced to watch, uh, what's that terrible show, um, Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah. Dude, I can't do I've it. never seen that show before. Dude, I can't do, I can't do it, man. Like, it's just... I love me some entertaining dialogue, but not if it's boring. No, me too, but boring. it's... It's gonna no, be, like, it's quippy just, it's, and no, smart. Gilmore Girls is one rich girl who is the, actually, in herself, she's a dichotomy of everything she believes in because she... She's a hypocrite. Yes. That's what I'm saying. And so, isn't she like best friends with her mom or something? Isn't that like the conceit? Yeah, she's like a single mom. They're within. They're they're like twenty years apart, yeah. and she, um, all of her problems are so stupid. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and Relatable all she does is just fucking talk. You know, like sometimes you gotta take. You, you gotta just think gotta like and stop talking, or not even think, just do. I don't know. There's it's just constant talking, and I'm like, it's just too much talking. Mm. Like just way too much talking. Like. Like, what is she talking... Like, why is she talking so much? You know, like, I can't even deal with it. So, anyways, Glorious. Um, uh, great movie, too. Paths of Glory. Anyone who doesn't know about this movie? Fuck, is that a good movie. I don't think it's I've seen it. It's with my boyfriend, uh, and his name is... Um, is... Uh, holy fuck. Ryan Gosling. No, it's from, like, the <laughs> 50s. Um, he's... Uh, He's in 23 Hours of Leagues on the Sea with the blonde hair. Oh, uh, Kurt Douglas. Kurt Douglas, who's, yeah, who's yeah. Douglas's father? Michael Douglas's Michael father. Du- Michael Douglas's father. It's weird father. to think Michael Douglas's father was famous because Michael Douglas is and like 100. 10 times better than Michael Douglas. And his dad was like 150. Yeah. And Kurt, I think his dad might be still alive. He's like... In, no, uh, he's not dead. He's not he's, dead. Yeah, he, he's like in like one of those... Um, or he might have just died. So he's like... He's like He's in one of those like Fallout sci-fi machines where like his brain's hooked up to like a computer and like he's like immortal, Mm -hmm. but his actual body has been decaying for the last fifty years. Kurt Douglas is the epitome of men. He's got it figured out. Oh yeah, Yeah, he is the fucking shit, dude. Michael Douglas isn't fuck him. Um, I still think Michael Douglas is cool, but I mean, he's not in comparison. No, it's not even close. Not even close, man. When's the last time you played a turtle shell ukulele to a bunch of sailors on a ship? And everyone loves you, and you're cool. Yeah, I'm not gonna. This is more of like the I wear a suit, like I'm a suave shark douchebag guy. Me. And Kirk Douglas is like, I could literally play a ukulele and be more badass than you. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just wear a shirt like that, play a ukulele on a fucking ship in the 1800s, yep. and just be cool. I mean, just, just be, just be yourself and take control of a bunch of men. Kirk Douglas has got it figured out. He's in a, in a movie called Path to Glory. Path to Glory. Okay. Yeah. 
um, and it's about he's a, a colonel. Uh, he's a he's an officer in World War One in the trenches, wow. and it's an unbelievably well filmed black and white movie, hmm. and uh, it's it's just so good because it just I just can't believe it's just so. And good. it is so crazy thinking at that it's time Patrick when they're because, filming it. It's mm-hmm. like when we're going back filming Vietnam. It was like recent mm-hmm. to them. World War One was like recent. Yeah, it was like thirty it's like years ago. Vietnam to them, yeah. Yeah. It's like or it's, it's closer to them than Vietnam is to us now. Yeah. yeah. It's like the desert storm for us right now. That's how far away it's it was. Insane. It's so crazy. So that's how it was and, and the the you know, the, the the name itself, Path to Glory, just shows that the whole movie shows that there's just no glory at all. Mm. So there's no real um, there's no true glory in war. No true glory in war. But so, glory and war are so synonymous. That's how, like how you get the glory of the heroism and mm-hmm. all that shit. Which makes me think of that movie Glory, which is that uh, yeah. Civil War movie. Have you ever seen that one? Uh, we went to watch it in school, did we? It's um, I don't like, think I saw it in school, but it's you know, it's uh, Denzel, like, it's Matthew Broderick, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's about the um, that Massachusetts uh, all black regiment. You know how they have that statue yeah. in Boston? Yeah, they do. And it's a very fucking good movie. I, I there's a I, and there's a million other actors that are in it that are good as hell. But yeah, I mean that is really synonymous with all three things we said are war movies that it's all about glory. But the true mm-hmm. fact about war is that. Uh, there is no glory. It's no. people killing people for rich people who want the stuff that's in their country. Yeah, and uh, it's it's dirty and it's messy. So, um, that's glory. That's glory. Yeah, glory is uh, glorious. Glorious. Sorry, right, let's DJ. do one more and take a commercial. Yeah, commercial break after one more DJ. What do you think about that? DJ, DJ? what do you think? One more. Come DJ, on, DJ. DJ, you can get yourself another beer, whatever you drink. I think DJ is more of a tequila guy, but we'll see what he gets. Oil um, can, oil can, marijuana. Okay, Tim, um, man. <laughs> where will we land on this one we land on torrent i don't even know what that means so torrential yes there's two meanings to that there's one more modern meaning it means a huge surge of water a torrent Ah. so like torrential downpour would be like a huge surge of water coming from the sky wow and the more modern term is when you rip uh shit from the internet like U torrent, rip torrent. Oh, okay. It's like there's the idea of flowing information through there. Wow. But what do you think of when you think of like a, like a surge of water? You know some of those videos that it shows. It's like I had Taco Bell last night, and it's a it's a uh, it's a three to four foot diameter drain pipe that's clogged, and it just shows like all this like shit. <laughs> You can find this in this when you're editing. Like yeah, when it comes up with like the like the like, the cylinders of sand like ten feet long. Yeah, exactly. Like they're, 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 all of a sudden they're like, it is so satisfying. So funny. I gotta find the video for the fun. And then besides that, a lot of you know, you just think of as far as surges of water go. No one would give a single fuck about surges of water or torrents if it weren't for develop civilization. Just because. How do you mean? Because before that, it was, you know, no one's worried about, like, monsoons and uh, hurricanes, tsunamis, if they're not damaging, uh, you know, property. property. Yeah. So you're not seeing these things. So it's it's specific to humans, I feel like. But, um, but you also think back to the Bible when all the, the, the oh, yeah, waters the are flowing through the mountains and the floods and these things. Noah's Ark. So that's, that's what I think of when I think of torrents, um, besides, um, you know cars i've owned that uh have cracked um 
uh, coolant uh, reservoirs. A torrent of coolant coming yeah, out of the bottom. Torrent. That makes you think that too, which is that realizing the true like uh, magnitude of water and like watching videos and like learning about like tsunamis and shit. But like how small the wave has to be and how destructive and deep it goes in. Like if you have a 10 foot wave, it goes in like a mile and a half. If you have a 20 foot wave, it goes in like 150 miles and destroys everything in its path. Like it, the water is so destructive. You have the force of the ocean coming at you. It's a matter of degrees. It's like earthquakes where, mm. yeah, it's a five foot, you know, wave coming in at that's much force. It'll like destroy every house in the whole town. But if you add like five feet onto it, Mm. It'll go to like fucking Connecticut. It's so, insane. Let me tell you a perspective coming from a surfer. Yeah. Uh, well, I've surfed really generally for six months. Like, mm-hmm. I started surfing last August. But you started surfing when you when you were a kid. kid. Yeah, yeah. I, did, I did, but I didn't take it. I didn't take it as serious. I I didn't. Uh, you I didn't, didn't respect the waves, bro. I respected the waves. You're you're not, I went out with hurricanes. Dude. I did things, but I w- I wouldn't call myself as good as I am now. Yeah. Because I just wanted, I want to do tricks and do cool shit. Sure. So now I have a ten foot long surfboard. Um, one of them's a piece of shit. The other one's a piece of shit. And um, <laughs> work in progress. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Who knows? Um, and um, and all I want to do is just get out there to to catch a wave. I'm so excited for that. So I, catch I don't that need wave, to. I, I, before then, I didn't go out unless it was a hurricane. So yeah. now I'm just so excited to get a good wave. And they categorize because I follow um, a couple different uh, surf Storm shops tracker. up the coast. No, just surf shops up the coast. And this is what they say about waves. Just to put in perspective, please. 99% of the waves on the East Coast that people are surfing, mm-hmm. they categorize like this. They say, all right, well, it's a lake out there, so you can't surf. Okay, cool. Um, it is, and then, they, then it moves very quickly to like need to need a waste. Mm-hmm. So what that means is that the wave break is when the standing water is your knees and then when the top of the wave crests, it's at your it's at your waist. So it's a pretty small wave. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You probably when, when body you, surf a little bit off of it. Absolutely, really. but when you're out there you realize like that's that's a you know, two feet, one foot, two foot wave. Yeah. Um that, that starts at your knees. So like not a good wave to surf. Sure. Um and uh and that's just how that goes. But um once you, some good waves are like waist to chest. That's a good wave to catch. Sure. You think you should be deeper than that, but you still, when you're at waist height, you're still sitting on the board. You can't, you know, you can't always touch the ground, but like, that's a good, that's a good, uh, you know, level of, of wave. Sure. And that's what people are surfing these days. So all of a sudden you get waves that are like five feet. It means, that means waist to five feet above your waist. Yeah. That's so it's over your head. Easy. Big, dude, that's. That's insanely above your head. That'd be if I was out there and I was sitting on my board just waiting for a wave, and there was one that started waist high from measurement, yeah, and went five feet above my head. I'd be like, "Oh shit, yeah. this is gonna fucking hurt. Like it's gonna yeah. knock me on the ground, hit my head on the fucking sand. Like it's gonna fucking ruin it's you. Take you down. And that wave, that's so that's not normal. A mm-hmm. normal would be like a bad wave would be like, yeah, waist to head. You know, like waist to neck. Sure, that's getting big. You know, whatever is get waist to five feet, like. You're yeah. gonna start getting into the sand dunes. You start getting, you know, um, all stuff. So that's that's how. Uh, yeah, water's uh, wild. So yeah, then you you know exponentially graduate that to ten feet, twenty feet, and then it's just forget yeah. And the about biggest, it. the biggest, um, I think the biggest recorded wave ever um, was it was somewhere in Asia. I forget exactly what it was, but it was the result of a tectonic plate shift or whatever. It yeah, was. you have to have like and it some was kind like of crazy. Event. It was 
don't quote me this, but I don't know. Was it? Was it? I won't. But YouTube will quote you forever. It might have been like it's not as big as you'd think. Like it was it fifty feet or five hundred? It's a big difference. I mean, five hundred seems impossible to me, but I've heard of hundred foot waves. So okay, then it might have been like let's say let's meet halfway, three hundred feet. Wow. Like there's some waves. You look at the pictures of these things, and it's like yeah, because you see like a surfer, it looks like an ant, and the things like cresting like a hundred feet above them. It's yeah, like those are you're surfable. dead. I feel surfable. like I don't know how but anyone like ever survived. But the biggest waves ever are not surfable. Like you'll die. Yeah. You will die. You have. There's to. no way you can't die. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense that you'd even be even the most expert surfer. You're still letting the entire planet crash on your head, and I don't care how good. Well, a and you're you underground are. spinning. Like I've had waves uh, when I was in the Caribbean. I was in Trinidad, and um, and uh, I was not in like a, a tourist destination. But I was just there, not surfing. I was there for a wedding. But I went in the water, and the wave hit so hard that I was underground just spinning. That's Because terrifying. the water is so much. You can't fight against it. That you can't fight against it. So imagine a wave a wave that's 300 feet tall. Like, Try fighting against that. You would just be underwater spinning in some sort of, like... Vortex. Vortex yeah. that, like, there's, there's a millions of pounds of water. Yeah, Forcing itself forcing against itself you. Against you. Doesn't matter how no, strong you're not you are. Fucking doing Dude, shit. cars flip around in that kind of thing. So what? What do you Dude, have? You could fin a. You could flip a whole bunch of cars or trucks or whatever. No, whatever's in there. Yeah, is you flipping. see places that flood. They pick up whole buildings and just take them, take yeah, them for fucked. a ride. Yeah, you know, water's yeah, so crazy. That's, that's uh, torrent. Torrent. It's fucking nuts. So we're gonna take our first commercial break. Yeah. All right, folks. We'll be back to the game show. Yes. Yes. First commercial go. Don and Joe Basement Podcast is brought to you by Kangaroo Meat. Overpopulation's no joke, folks. You can be part of the solution with delicious, juicy kangaroo meat. Alright, mate. Get yourself a slice or two. Ooh, boy. All right, welcome back to the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast. That was the first round of Spin the Wheel. And I think we're making pretty good time. We might be able to get through all of the topics tonight if we just keep it a good clip. And if not, that's all right. But I hope we get to the other mysteries, As too. As I always say, goddamn, Darlene. Uh, <laughs> you always say that. Y'all always saying that. We got <laughs> getting through all the topics. You know here at home. All right, well, we're going to do another first Spin of the, the Wheel Dylan Joe Basement Podcast, and we're about to... Uh, get things up next with our jingle bells and our haphazardly DJ BP spin the wheel. All right, DJ, will you give us another spin there, boy? Uh, we DJ, do appreciate you. And uh, right, DJ is going to give us spin. There we go. We're going to land on Beehive. Beehive. You better Beehive or you're not going to get any presents for Christmas. Well, Mama says that she's going to come out with my belt if I don't go down. (laughs) (laughs) We've been talking about leather in the commercial break, if you couldn't tell. Uh, A beehive. My first thought, honeycombs. Great cereal. Oh, shit, dude. I forgot about honeycombs, man. They've been shaped like a Man, honeycombs. They did, I feel like they did get worse from 2010 on. I feel like before that, they were better. All more fluffy. All sugary... Like, bad for you stuff has gotten worse because they've tried to make it healthier and save money. No one's trying to do that, yeah. I mean, I understand, like, trying to make cereal healthier is a noble goal, but if you're feeding your children candy for breakfast, then just 
have it be candy. Yeah. It's strange to be like, well, I want the honeycombs to have 2% less sugar. It's like, well, if your kids eat honeycombs every day, it's no difference. Yeah. It's my like whole Coke, Diet Coke argument in my head. Where it's like, Diet Coke if is you're gonna have a poison. soda, why think that Diet Coke is like slightly changing the, the whatever, the calorie count or whatever? Like, you're still yeah. having like all this shitty stuff for you, so why not just go whole hog? Like, the decision yeah. making. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna go in, go in. Don't half ass it, then you lose twice. You had soda and it was the worst version. And don't even get me started on people who prefer Diet Coke. It drives me insane. And not only do people prefer Diet Coke a lot, it's the number one selling soda in the world. Diet Coke. Diet Coke is? Yes. Are you kidding me? By a long shot. Well, Coke is like... I mean, Donald Trump said this, but... Um, <laughs> and he's said, usually right. The only people you see drinking Diet Coke are fat people. Well, that's like saying the only people who drink water are fat people, and 60% of America is overweight. So, yeah, it, the law of averages means that most people yeah. who drink sodas drink Diet Coke, and most people who drink sodas are fat, so... Kind of works out that way. I don't know what Diet Coke is. It's a bunch of chemicals. But, like, my thing is, like... Yeah, they, so, they just use sugar substitute instead of regular sugar, right? But it's the same fucking thing. But it's thing. not like they're using Splenda or, or anything. It's, like, aspartame or something. It's yeah, weird. it's, like, aspartame or so, something. So, well, it's been around for so long. So my thing is, I think that everybody would be healthier, for sure, if there wasn't corporate greed. Corporate greed is the problem. Mm. And, um, uh, for example, if you go... I, I was in Europe one time, and eating Pringles and I looked at oh, the jet setting all over the world I looked at Caribbean the, surfing in, you're in Europe looking at Diet Coke Jesus Cokes. Christ I was looking at Pringles actually because I ordered I got some Pringles on a uh, on a little like ferry oh, and yeah. the Pringles had like five ingredients it was like potatoes water salt paprika and like a, some other soy shit. something maybe something that was it and then I googled the same flavor Pringles in the United States and it's like a book of shit mm. so that's the, really the problem Diet Coke is one of those pieces is that mm. like if you're if you want to have coke chemicals stuff yeah. if you want to have coke be like hey that's fine nothing wrong with coke get that mexican coke with the sugar cane bingo so if you have coca-cola in the US it's 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 like water caramel color high fructose corn syrup a bunch of preservatives a bunch of bullshit yeah. whatever the fuck um, barely it's like sugar's not even on the list cuz there's high fructose corn syrup which is cheaper and easier to make and more sweet that's a whole other so fucking less of it of less of it for high cheaper high fructose corn syrup and more flavor so if you go to yeah. Mexican Coke, it's the same thing. It's water, sugar, and like caramel color flavoring in like a dye or something like that. Mm-hmm. So and it's and it's fucking better, dude. Oh yeah. So it's way better. And again, I, every time I go to uh, Mexican Chipotle Coke or like um, up. a yeah. Mexican restaurant where they have the shipped in like Fanta and Coke in the bottles from Mexico, it's better. I always get it because I'm like I'm just I'm not gonna have this. I'm not gonna get it from like a a regular restaurant because they don't have them there. But it, it tastes so much better. And also so I have the glass better. bottle. There's something about it. Something about a glass bottle. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong. There's, again, if you overdo it, fine. But high fructose corn syrup is a problem with, like, diabetes. Because it's, it's, you get way too much way easily and it's sweeter. So mm. if you just, if you stick to just sugar, your just chances of getting that fat and that fucked up are less. So anyway, so, but back to beehives. Um, um, back to beehives is that, uh, one, it's one of the best bars in Boston. Two. Uh, Never been. Yeah, you should go tonight. It's uh, it's fucking great. We should go. It's really. I think cool. it's also the name of Beyonce's fan club. That's a quick aside. Makes sense to for all that. our uh, beehive yep. beheads. Always had a good time. Oh, good burger and good beers at Beehive. Good bands, um, but like they're like local bands. You know, listen to reggae. You go to Beehive, um, yeah. and then besides that, local honey is just fucking great, and that's a Beehive. Um, I watched uh, in the new Jackass. They put. Um, 
Uh, the I think the first fucking scene is uh, is it Stevo? That's or... good. No spoilers. The first scene, folks. Just the trailer. That's yeah, just the first scene. Um, they put a queen bee on someone's penis. Oh no. Oh yeah, it's That's... bad, dude. It's they bad. don't like that. They I like had a hard that. time watching it. Like it wasn't even funny. I was like, dude, no way. I mean, the one where he puts a mouse costume on his dick and the snake bites it that was enough to make me want to turn this is way worse oh my god imagine your dick like again like i didn't know that they did this but it's just it's steve-o's dick and balls right there and he's been sober for like 15 years so like what are you doing that for i don't understand that at all well it made me think i was like you know when you think about meaning and purpose and whatever it is I was looking at the show, I'm like, why are you guys even doing this? Like, it just, just has no meaning. Like, well, at this point, obviously, they pay them four times the amount that they pay them for Jackass 2. Sure. In Jackass 1, they paid them like they bought them lunch. There's not a lot you could pay me to have put a queen bee on my ball sack. No, yeah, no, it'd have to be out of control. Out of control money. I'm not even sure out of control money could do that. And then, yeah. then all the other bees start flocking to his penis. So and sudden, I wouldn't be fun all of either. Sudden, all of a sudden, he has uh, a two-foot-long trail of bees, bees down his dick that are constantly stinging him yeah. in his ball sack. Yeah. And I'm not, it's not funny. I'd be I like, feel like you would, that would for ruin me, your organs. That much bee venom in your balls? Dude, the entire movie is just people getting hit in the balls with things. Resilient balls. And as someone who's been hit in the balls more than anybody I know... Yeah. Um, <laughs> what uh, a uh, moniker to have. Uh, I'm feeling it. Uh, I have a urologist. Uh, I have ball pain. So I'm looking at this going like, holy shit. So like in the movie, he has a four foot long b or probably two foot long like just b phallus b phallus made of bees who are trying to make <laughs> so a new nest on his dick and balls and it's like dude that's like life-threatening honestly yeah i mean i know that if one bee stings you you're not gonna die but if a hundred bees sting your balls that can't be good <laughs> <laughs> like, that just no it's work. not good it's not good at all it's nah. terrifying it's fucked up no nah, that's so fucked. um yeah, but overall, the concept of beehive is pretty awesome. Yeah, and also, like, obviously, bees are now in the past couple of years, thanks to all the documentaries and shit, we understand, like, how important bees are to pollinating and keeping the earth sound, and they're all dying, which sucks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, when we're talking about honeybees, those aren't the enemy. It's all the other stinging, you know, yeah. wasps and yellow jackets. Those are your enemies. Honeybees, yeah. for the most part, they won't. And in fact, you can see people doing removal videos. And I've seen the, the crazy ones, like, the, like, the the uh, paper wasps and shit where it's like really hardcore. Ooh, yeah, and the guy so is hardcore. like, this one guy's like, I don't use no chemicals. You don't have to use chemicals to do yep, it. Nope. But he uses a fucking vacuum and he goes nuts on the things. But there's this one woman who she does honeybees like yeah, specifically just and she just raw. puts her hand in and just takes and the queen like, out and she goes, she goes oh, here's okay, the queen. Here she like dumps him in. Yeah, and she even holds the queen in her hand and she's not even scared. She goes, oh, I'm gonna put the queen over here now. Oh, the bees are going to my hand. They think the queen's still here. I just brushed them off. And she like takes the honeycomb, yeah, she, like, takes a bite out of it, and the bees are all over her hand. And she's like, no, oh, you know, I'm not mad. It's like, good how do you not? I'd be like freaking out, and they'd be all over my ass, but she just knows how to like calmly deal with it. Have you seen the Bert's Bees documentary? Uh, I don't think so. So, Bert. Um, I know about bees in, though. You know you know about bees in? Bees in. Uh, the kids used to be into it. You take Bert's Bees uh, chapstick and you put it on your eyelids and you get fucked up. Oh, dude, holy shit. I forgot that. What do you mean fucked up? Bees in. No, it's just, it's burns. like. Oh, just burns. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like it's snorting burns. Smarties. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you just yeah. can't get okay. drugs. So gotcha. you're like, oh, it feels weird in my yes. eyes. Dude, I think we all bees in, actually. This is like, this definitely came out around the time when we were in high school. I mean, school. I probably, be- no, this has got to be a little after our no, high school. No, I definitely bees in, dude. No, you're a bees in ahead of the game, then. I think so. 
Always beezing. Uh, if I can find the video of the kid doing the beezing rap, I'm putting it in for the next commercial. I'd bees in right now if you had it. I let's mean, get, let's I, get I, bees. I, I have a I have it in my car. Albert's bees balls. It's fucking. I, I promise I can handle it. Hell yeah. Anyways, no, but he, long story short, he was a photographer in New York Bert. City. Bert. Yeah. Bert was a photographer in New York City. And uh, he decided he didn't to move to Vermont. Life. He moved to Vermont and then opened a, a uh, he had bee, beehives and opened a honey stand on yeah. the side of the road. Classic. Met some chick who was a bitch, like Carol Baskin. And then he. Real queen bee. Yeah, real like her though. And then um, realized that he had a good thing going for and he, she's going to just blow it up. But what, the reason he, he didn't just move from New York City to there, he moved to like a essentially a monastery for people who have bees <laughs> i don't really know there's gotta be a funny name no but that. he I'll learned he learned how to um handle bees there from a like re- for like a, a six months to a year of training yeah. of being like zen Being-ing. person who can just like touch bees and kiss them and stuff like he learned that yeah, I feel so like it didn't take like all of a sudden you can do that. It, it was a massive amount of training for him. This must be what that on a lady spiritual does. Spiritual level yeah. for him to be to able to do this. So he was able to just go and just do everything. And these people still get stung every now and then. Of course, yeah. Even but, if you're a perfect beekeeper, you still get stung. But I mean, I imagine like a normal person like us, we it would be in the hospital if we did that. And I'm not even allergic to bees. And I am. So yeah. absolutely. So, but just like Timothy Treadwell, the bear guy, there's always one. The so if man. you have a thousand bees, there's always one bee that probably doesn't like you. So that's exactly right. So yeah, so that's beehive. Um, beehive yourself. Beehive. You gotta go share the screen again. Sorry, I keep po- popping it out so we have the secondary view because no. after it stops spinning, it's really not a whole lot to be gained by watching the wheels sit there the whole yeah, time. Yeah, I agree. Uh, DJ knows. All right, DJ, that was beehive. Let's right, do the next DJ, one. DJ, give us the old spin. Let's see what's up, man. Yeah. Where it stops, nobody knows. We're landing on oh, mystery, number mystery number two. two. Mystery number two. All right. Oh, yeah. Mystery box. All right. That's my second question from the mystery. That's why I labeled them by the numbers so I wouldn't be cheating and just doing mm-hmm. whatever the, my favorite one is. Yeah. Mystery number two. Best planet other than Earth. Shit. Anyway, I, I'm willing to argue with you about it. It take a second question. to think about it. Obviously, in the past, you, you can ruminate in the meantime. There was more planets. I mean, when we were kids, there's nine planets, and now there's 90 planets. <laughs> 90 planets, yeah. It's not a bowl. But yeah, Pluto is now a, a, uh, a spheroid. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't count. So you're taking Pluto off the list. So you got Neptune, Uranus. I know that scientists call it Uranus now, but it's both funny. It's I like Uranus, Uranus better. Yep. Uh, we got Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, not Earth, Venus, Mercury. I don't know. I think I didn't miss any there. I think that's all of them. Yeah. Anything uh, outside of this solar system? It's got to be in our solar system. I shouldn't uh, like really? that. Really? Okay. So that's all why right. I said not Earth, because even though yeah. other planets might be more interesting than Earth by being planets, 
I would pick Earth a hundred times. Earth's the best, but not Earth. So we can pick another one. Uh, besides that, you get, you get all right. So I'm gonna throw it out there, and it's gonna be hard to fight this one just because. Well, you have two. You have there's two categories here. Mm-hmm. Most things that we decide on this podcast, well, not always, but like in people, it's best for humans. So yeah. Mars, Mars falls in the number one category just because Mars is definitely the front runner, right? The front runner just because Earth it's two closest in gravity, closest in temperature, mm-hmm. although it's fucking freezing. And there's an argument to be made that its atmosphere might have been similar to Earth in the far and past. Probably was, if you all know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, they've now found uh, signs of water on the planet. Oh, years ago. So, yeah. so that's you know yeah. that's a big one. Sure. Thank you, man. So that's that's so, another to be, you know, if you're doing for another Earth, it, 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 to defend yourself, that's your answer. Like, go so I'm gonna start with Mars. Let me Mars. explain what yours is. So I'll give you my reasons after. But. Sure. I I was my um, my immediate thought was Mars. Also, that's like the that's the fucking front runner for other planets other than Earth. That's cool. It has the most fascination behind it. It's the red planet. It's our you know our, it's our closest neighbor. It's not as close to size as us. I used to think it was almost the same size, but actually Venus is almost the same size as Earth, but Mars is just closer by proximity, but it's smaller than Earth. It's definitely smaller, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it looks red because of the way that the sunlight glows off of it from like outer space, but when you're actually, actually there, it doesn't look like it's red all the time. It has nothing to do with the Just iron, like how iron. Earth doesn't look blue when you're standing I thought it was on red because of the iron oxide. I think it's... Oh, is it iron oxide? Iron oxide, which is... Which oh, rust. rust. Yeah. Yeah. So, as a uh, amateur welder, I know exactly what rust tastes like, mm-hmm. and tastes like home. Tastes just like home, but like <laughs> it's all over me, like metal, whatever it is, and I feel like the entire planet is. I can tell what it tastes like. Hell yeah! So, so I, and I, and specifically smells like when you. Yeah. So if you take a carbon blade, which is any angle grinder, and cut a piece of metal, you get a certain smell, and I feel like that's what's that's what. I'm trying to think it's for everyone Mars else. Like, cause like, unless you're unless you weld, cut metal, or um, heat up metal in any way, whether you are taking off off and on bolts and nuts, you don't necessarily know the smell of metal that well. Mm-hmm. You probably only smell it when you take change out of your pocket, and then the sweat. Yeah, he smells like paint combined <laughs> with the yeah. That's the thing too about touching metals is that like if you just smell a coin, it doesn't smell like anything. But when it interacts with your skin. That's what starts releasing that scent when it's breaking yeah. down the the ionizing um, uh, exchange between the metals and your right. skin. So you make a good taste, point. Like it smell and taste like because you have salt in your skin. So like, yeah. so a good point is that. So okay, very similar smell would be a penny. Yeah, and that's copper. But smell a penny on a table and then rub your hands in pennies and smell your hand. It's a totally different smell. Yeah, so that's as close as you get. It's actually not as like um, pungent. Rust is good smell word. As pungent, but I, I just find that like probably most of our listeners aren't us or aren't me specifically, who's like a trash boy, like Wally. A trash boy. No, I, I think of myself. I, I think really similarly. Like, Eva. I think of myself more as Wally than anything, and like I, I just like, I know that, but not everyone's like that because they want to keep clean. <laughs> All right. So everybody defense is my, my initial thought was Mars, then I thought maybe Venus because it's like the, it's very similar to us. It's closer to the sun, but it's not super hot like you'd think it would be because its atmosphere is full of like insane shit. It's, it has methane rain, and because it's 
Mm. It's the the pressure of it is so insane. It's like the most toxic place on earth. Even like the actual uh, Venus. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Even the air pressure is insane. Where like they have a hard time landing spacecraft there because the the pressure of the air is it's crushing. It's yeah. Like being underwater because the like... entire atmosphere is not made out of nitrogen. It's made out of like fucking methane and all kinds of crazy ass shit. Carbon carbon yeah. atoms and sulfates and shit. And how um, weird is this? It's a weird conversation. Yeah. Because it's I, like, this is the real. Yeah, cool. yeah but, but I'm going to go with Jupiter. Not just because it's the biggest one. That's an easy, that's an easy pick. Um, it's a, it's a gas giant, which means that these, the actual solid core of Jupiter is not that much bigger than Venus or Earth. But because all that gas is packed around it, it looks fucking enormous. And all that gas does add to the mass, which means it has a shit ton of moons which is also cool. We got the one moon. It's our it's our baby. But Jupiter having all those moons, every moon is different. It's like having a bunch of extra mini planets around you that are all different. Like some of them are totally frozen. Some of them are all rock with nothing else. Some of them kind of look like our moon, and some of them look nothing like our moon. But not those are all answers that are kind of cool. Why it's cool? If you ever see a picture, I'll bring it up right now of Jupiter compared to Earth size differential. It's crazy. Unreal. It's not like oh, it's a, it's a monster truck against a Volkswagen. It's like a skyscraper against your shoe. No, it's like the Earth versus a Volkswagen. <laughs> yeah, that's a great It's really a better example it really, of what it, it is. is. Like it's, that's a very better example. That's the universe yeah. in a nutshell, is that like... It's not it's even not close. It's not like, oh, it's like, oh, the biggest thing you think of, like, which would be a skyscraper yeah. versus it's a like car. The Earth it's like versus... the Earth versus a Volkswagen. That's mm-hmm. how the big... The, 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 and then don't even talk about the sun. Absolutely. Because that, to the Jupiter, is, looks like a penny yeah, versus And the sun Earth isn't fucking... Yeah literally isn't dick compared to other stars yeah well it's insane but my main argument isn't just all that shit it's that jupiter is the planet that makes our solar system what it is there's plenty of solar systems with zero planets and a sun or one or two planets in a sun but not only does it comprise our solar system of what it is it makes earth what it is jupiter is a giant gravitational bodyguard for our entire solar system the asteroid belt is between jupiter and Mars because of the fact that Jupiter has this gravitational pull that doesn't let all these asteroids coalesce on the planet. It's constantly pulling on them and keeping them from collapsing in on themselves. It also protects us from all kinds of outward comets and asteroids coming in. Because it's gravity. Its gravity is so strong, it's a bodyguard of all of us and forms the entire solar system itself. It's part of why Saturn's the size it is. It's part of why Mercury can even exist and part of why our moon happens. Jupiter is the most important planet in our solar system. If it wasn't for life on Earth, Jupiter would be the front runner. I don't care how big it is. It's because of what it does. Jupiter is my answer. Jupiter. Now defend Mars. Uh, I defend Mars just because it's as close to being livable because you can't live in a giant gas giant. There's no... You can't live on Jupiter. Ain't There's no, no version of it. fucking happening. No. Yeah, it's just... it's. Just you even, can't even land on it. Even, even if you get into what is technically Jupiter, because there's going to be a density differential between the gas and then the space yeah at some point you have to draw a line because at some point it just becomes space yeah it's gonna take you god knows how much time to get even from there to anything sort of solid right because there's got to be a little bit of a core yeah no yeah there is is the size of the earth yeah like and it's super dense but it's it's like you know like you said you have to drive like 
you know, a hundred Earths in even to get to the part that's that. Yeah, and exactly. by that point, I mean, there's just all kinds of crazy storms. And there's the, there's a hurricane place. on Jupiter that, that's like the size of Earth has been raging yeah. for like a hundred million years or something crazy like that. Like, yeah, good luck getting in this there. Big, it's just it's unlivable. Unreal. So You can't even, like you said, you couldn't even land on it and say I land on Jupiter. It's nope. not possible. Yeah. So I defend Mars just because it's as it's it's like you said, Joe. I mean, talk to the conspiracy theorists out there is that yeah. um, Mars could have look. We've been recording history. the god of war. We've been recording history for two thousand years. Our species has been around for between forty and one hundred thousand years, mm. and um, everything before that. And then dinosaurs died sixty five million years ago. It's the last dinosaur we know fucking existed after the asteroid. That's right. Um, so anything that should have protected us from it fucked up that day. It fucked it was up. Probably on the other side of the sun. Yeah, that it day. was a big mistake. So, um, so to say that there wasn't some sort of life form on Mars that we haven't discovered yet is naive because mm. it's good. You might have to just dig five miles to find it. I don't know. I don't know how deep um, we've dug in Mars, but it's, it's not that deep because not little deep robots so, yeah i mean imagine having I mean, the size actual... of their size of cars like these ro- the robots you see there yeah. that go down they're not like these little like but we don't even have like an excavator which we dig deeper than well, that never mind drills. like an industrial like oil drill we can get down like yeah. you know miles i think they're a couple feet i'm sure but yeah. maybe they're mostly but getting surface samples surface and samples. they're just testing based on like what we think might be underneath yeah, exactly. And you just go, like, our own planet with, like, let's just say the Mayan civilizations in South America. Um, yeah. We saw some mounds, and we didn't really think anything of them for most of our time. Mm-hmm. And then that only, those mounds only got formed a couple hundred years ago, tops. Yeah. Um, and then just to, to say that, oh, no one thought anything was there. And it's like, no, these are pyramids as big as pyramids of Giza, and there's bigger ones. Yeah. So, um, it's like... And not to be... Also, Mars no longer has a magne- magnetosphere or a, a very thick atmosphere. So mm-hmm. those are two things that protect Earth from all kinds of shit. The only reason why things don't deteriorate so fast is because all of the gamma rays, x-rays, and solar radiation are protected by our big, giant magnetic sphere we have protecting us at all times. That's why you see the aurora borealis when mm-hmm. those things are splashing off of it. And we have a thick air atmosphere that anything can drop down you can have a, a five ton rock and it won't hit earth because it burns up in the atmosphere yeah. mars doesn't have any of that shit now barely has an atmosphere has no ionosphere so it's been pelted away so you could have had a fucking burj khalifa on there a thousand years ago it would be gone yeah yeah it would just i mean it, we know it's not a thousand years ago we would have some more evidence than that but like that's how much it takes if you have no protection in your planet the solar system is a dangerous place. It'll tear you to shreds. And even on planet Earth, with our ionosphere and our atmosphere, within 2,000 years, it'd be very hard-pressed to find any civilizational leftovers at all. You have to look deep underground or, you know, etched in metal or stone. I mean, Fucking anything nothing. close to a building would be yeah. non-existent. I believe we'll find something there. But speaking of that... Uh, I had a reference to a show. Um, and what was the point? I was gonna mention Moon Moonbase Eighth. Oh, Moon, Moon, Moonbase Eight. Yeah. Specifically, is there gonna be a season two? God, I hope so. You never I, know with shit like that. That was that is a show that deserves it because I think that 
unlike Halo, which I'm a fan of Halo, <laughs> Joe is not. Love the game. Um, I like the show on Paramount Plus. Check it out sometime. Joe sucks. Uh, I'll tell you why I like it in another episode. But like, um, um, but Moonbase Eight is something that we do not question. Should is actually good. More of it off better. the bat was actually like this is a good show. Yeah, it's really really good. So anyway, so let's uh, let's have DJ give us a roll again. Yeah, let's not get too mired up. We yeah, do yeah, yeah. Of planets all day long, but yeah, exactly. they have to share us again here if you yeah, don't mind. Let's there, give DJ. us the old share, DJ. Thanks, my boy. Uh, Spin that away, little honey. Spin it round and round. <laughs> wow, so many good options. All right, okay, here's your jewel. Thanks, Joe. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a white line, Joe. You tell me first. Line. Well, line, I think of. Well, I know it's the shortest way between two points. That's what I learned in high school. That's what a line is. But what I think of line is not just the shape of it, it's um, like waiting in, a, waiting in a line. Like lining up for shit. Like get, having to wait. And there's nothing more boring in the world, I think, than waiting in a line. I mean, it's so much worse than waiting. I mean, waiting on hold on the phone is terrible, and waiting for news is terrible, but, like, actually having to stand next to other people who are bored as shit and getting agitated and having to slowly crawl that that wa- that zombie walk through a line, I, there's nothing more boring in my life. Like, I'd rather, um, I'd rather, I'd rather just have someone hurt me, I think, than have to wait in the line. It's just so mind-numbingly boring. I fucking hate lines so much. It's the only bad part about theme parks, is that you have to like pay your price in blood and sweat to get to the ride. If you could just go on a ride at the theme park immediately, it might be too fun. Fun overload. I would definitely still do it, but I mean, part of every theme park I've been to is waiting an hour in a fucking line just to get on the most fun thing you did all day, and it's still fun after that whole line. Imagine if they were like, you can eat a delicious sandwich, but you have to stand in line for an hour to get it. Be like, fuck it, I don't, I don't want it that bad. For some reason, a roller coaster, I'll do that. It has to be that much fun. Or I guess you can't get it any other way. So you're just forced to wait it for a line. Like, what's the longest you ever waited in line for a roller coaster, for example? Uh, well, uh, it reminds me of one time where uh, I had a certain uh, uh, girlfriend who thought they could change me because I fucking hate roller coasters. And <laughs> let it be known, all you ladies out there, can't be changed. Can't bitch. be changed. Sorry. Do your best. Sorry, uh, give it a lady. shot. Yep. Um, and they're like, no, trust me, you'll like it. I'm like, nope. They're like, but I'll do it with you. I'm like, don't give a fuck. It's fine. But they're yeah, like, I'm you, not you a seven year old boy. Like I've made my decision. On what yeah, they're like, you're not going to, you're not going to wait in this, an hour line going all the way up the stairs to Batman and then get to the top and then ditch me. I'm like, sure I am. I'm going to ditch you up there. I will go, I will walk you the whole way there and then I'll put, strap you in while you're crying and then you go on and I'll walk of down. Of course. Yeah. Because I will walk down the only <laughs> way. Cause there's no down. It's just no, back no, no. through everybody that yeah. you wait in line Yeah, with. yeah. They don't let you on the other side. But so yeah, I mean, I, uh, I not only would you I want to... I ex-girlfriend in at the time, and um, and, <laughs> said, and while she was bawling her eyes out, I said, I told you this. And me, the second you told me, I said, I'm going to do exactly what I just did. You thought I was lying. And you thought that I would just... You thought like, you could bully me. You thought I would cave, and I told nope. you, and I watched a crying girl go on Batman, bawling her eyes out. <laughs> Uh, as I walked, excuse me, pardon me. All right. Yep. Got to get through here. Uh, going down all, all the way down the bottom. 
That is dedication to not yep. wanting to go Happened. to the Did that. So, so yeah, I mean, um, I can't even imagine that much of a weight, and then you also, it's an equal amount of suffering on the ride, then why would you double down for that? I can totally understand why you I would... fucking hate roller man. You already got all the way through the line, then why would you want to actually also have a shit time on top of that? Fuck that. Yeah, I'm all set. All good. Don't need to go on this thing. That is the longest ever waiting on the line, though. It's funny, it's the same ride. Batman at Six Flags. Waited two hours, broke down, left. Never got to go on it. Yeah, that's Two hour wait. Yeah, I'm all set. All set with that. So, roller coasters, um, I love them though. So, it's fun when you get on dude, the ride. Why do you like them? Like, I fucking hate they're, them. They're so much fun to go on. But I can relate to you in some sense that I didn't used to like them. When I, I was a child, I was terrified of them and I treated I them as a version of punishment. So, when I got on them, I'm like, I have to do this to be part. Like, I was like falling for the girlfriend thing. Except I was like nine years old and like my cousins were there. And I was like, oh, I want to I like it. I'm going to go on it. The whole entire time, I'm terrified. I get on, scared, sad, screaming the whole time. I get off and people go, how'd you like it? And I just go, I hated it. Every time I hated it. And then one day, some switch just flipped in me where I was like, I think I like them now. And I wasn't even on one at the time. I just, my mind just switched over. And the next time I went to a theme park, I got on one and I was like, that was awesome. Can't wait to go on a crazier one. And now I love them. I don't know what happened. I don't like things but I designed used to, to make you scared, but I happily do things that people are scared to do. Um, that require control. So you don't like to be out of control. You like to have control of situations. If I were to drive that roller coaster, I would have a sense yeah. of like understanding that I'd probably end up going faster than anybody else. Because you but feel like you can myself. control what's going on. Yeah, but I also don't. I, I just I just think like uh, a certain way where I don't um, I don't trust anybody. Like yeah. I trust the FAA to make sure this airplane is safe, but it's a mm. incredibly complex machine. Mm. But I just I don't trust the regulatory bodies of roller coasters and statistically. Someone died on a roller coaster uh, uh, last recently. week. I know, but statistically, I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still just like I I just I'm oh not, no, the I'm fear not... isn't that you're gonna die. I mean, you're more likely to die every time you go to work than on a roller coaster. For sure, yeah. But when you're going it's to work, you feel lo- like you're in control of it's it. It's not logical. Yeah, exactly. So I just And you're a good driver, so you couldn't possibly die in a car accident. Although nope, that's not true at all, and I don't believe that. But yeah, like, but but, but, but in your like uh your id brain, like your shitty animal brain, you're, stupid, you're like, yeah. but I have it, so I'm I mean I think it too, and I'm not even that great of a driver, but I'm like but I'm not I'm I mean, I'm better than the average moron, but I couldn't do like a track day. But you, could. you know, I, I'm like I it's part of me you said saying like I'm gonna drive smart. I'm not like this asshole. I'm not going to get hurt. <clears throat> but you also don't account for an 18-wheeler veering off and just slamming into you. Oh, yeah. I know, I'm, no wrong. I know I'm completely yeah. wrong, but for, just, but for me to, to, to have a day off to go do that yeah. just does not make any sense to me. I'm just like, and for, for, the, for a thrill that I just go seems pointless. Not pointless, but I'm just, I, I, I secretly want to, and it's almost like the movie uh, Ride the Bullet by Stephen King that we... Episode 50. Yeah. So or no, 40. forty. Yeah, yeah, not fifty, forty. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm down with it. I just, uh, I'm a little scared, man. I don't. I, I just, if for some reason, it, it brings me a, a part of being scared that I just like. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not fun for me, and I don't That's need to prove it so. to anybody. Being it's scared not, is okay if you're having fun with it, but if you're being scared and not having fun, especially as an adult who has nothing to prove to yourself, then don't even do it. Who gives a fuck? Well, in the level of courage, because it's about courage. It's like you know, courage means you do things scared. Courage yeah. does not mean that you just don't have it. I just don't. Yeah, that's I one of the best quotes. My risk that, reward though, yeah. level of of roller coasters to me is that I don't have anything to prove to anybody. I don't need to turn on the courage that I've had to turn a lot in my life mm-hmm. for a roller coaster. I'm like, I just don't want to do it. 
That's your prerogative. Call me a pussy. Don't fucking care. It's just like... Well, that's the thing. Now that you're an adult, you're like, call like, me whatever I you want. Fuck, I don't want to do this. I have neck, yeah. back problems, head issues, whatever. I'm like, I'm not doing it. So, that can't help. Um, so, so that's line. So buy a shitty rally car. See, we're a good podcast. We can fucking come up with anything. And the word's line. We're talking about roller coasters and rally cars. Yeah, I was thinking, so for me with lines, is two funny things is that one... Oh, uh, true. I didn't even uh, the, the, It's a white line, cocaine. Um, hey, all blowing lines. There we go. Doing lines. And then two is that uh, there's an episode of Portlandia where there's a hipsters who that's what they do is they wait in line. They go to a restaurant, a coffee shop, whatever it is, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, hey, you want um, hey, 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 to?" Hey, Joe. Hey, Joe. I was yeah. thinking, um, you know, there's this new coffee shop that opened up uh, down the street. You want to go wait in line there? <laughs> like, yeah, they have a line. No, that is yeah, inherently no, gonna, douche. Yeah, thing. no, they get a line. You're like, oh, cool, let's go wait in line there. And they just go, what, hipsters just go wait in line places. Yeah, because they feel like they're, they're where it's at. It's happening. Yeah, yeah, they're just, so, boring so all, the shit out of you. Their yourself. entire life is just waiting in line. Yeah. And that's that's what... Uh, that's a great That's one. what line is. So uh, we'll share the screen again, and we'll give this another fucking rip. Um, Spin the wheel, round and round it goes where it stops. Maybe it stops at line again. It nope, shouldn't. We've eliminated it. Eliminating it. Wow, so many other options. What? Oh, I hope so. Parachute. Oh, parachute. What a fucking mm. concept. The old parachute. Physics at its finest. So Physics at its finest. Physics at its finest that I will never be able to measure. So mm. parachute, first thought is that... Um, uh, what happened to the parachute in gym class that we used to use? Yeah, that, that's. I feel like there's a whole separate parachute they just built for gym classes because no one's strapping that to their back, well, are they? Of course. They? No, no, because it's a perfect, it's a, bi- a very, it's a very big diameter circle that you could drop a Humvee out of. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, it's massive. Um, so Those are for running under and doing fun games. That was really time. fun. Oh, yeah. I, the I, air pressure inside kept it going. You're all in this, so all of a sudden, you're in a gym, and all of a sudden, you're in this like fun space. Yeah, you have your own enclosed so space. Yeah, That's love a fun that. Time. Yeah. My immediate thought when this came up was uh episode of the Dylan Joe Basement Podcast, also known as the mid-flight heist of D.B. Cooper. Yeah, using yeah. Using a parachute to jump out of a uh, commercial airliner and dive out of there but no they really are amazing it's like how else can you get someone to jump out of an aircraft and land safely um there's really i mean other than like a gliding suit which you have way too much velocity coming in you can't ever land with that though yeah so you have to have a parachute it's the only way to bring you down safely and just utilizing like you said the surface area of it to use the air to coast you down and even with professional parachuters they still break their legs all the fucking time. Like, it, it, fucking there's time, no yeah. easy way to fall. It's falling with style, as uh, Woody would say. Who's Woody? Uh, from a Toy Story. Oh, that's not cool. flying. That's falling with style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you so, never used a parachute, have you? I've never used one. No. Only in gym class. No, I'm not. I wouldn't go skydiving. I've already made a decision. I have made the decision in a different world. Maybe I would have, but I'm way not doing that. I would only use a parachute in an emergency situation where I was going to die otherwise. Yeah. No, like if I, so like, not that I want this, but if I was drafted in the military, which I'm too old for now. um, Yeah. Well, hopefully. And they're like, you're doing this. I'd be like, okay, well, here we go. It's either this or there's no other option for me. So I'm jumping on the airplane. But I just don't see that as like, um, I don't think that thrills of that level are going to make me sleep better at night or mm. be like, you know, I lived a good life. <laughs> you know, like, I, I did everything I possibly could. It's like, you did everything that somebody else thought and designed. 
You know, it's yeah. like, so in the entire world that you have around you, this is all thoughts, decisions, applications, and initiatives of people who made, who made before you, with you, or around you, whatever it is, that were no smarter than you were, down to business, down to science, down to whatever it is. They might be smarter than you, but whatever it is. But like, so it's like, so if I went, if I was all of a sudden an alien and went, I'm going to go into the world of a human mm-hmm. and do it all. It's like, it's just a, uh, a creation of other humans' brains. You know, so all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, another well, one. Everyone's saying is that this is one of those things that we made that's on the, the list of like craziest things ever that you can do. It's like, that's just a thought from somebody else, including jumping out of a fucking airplane with a parachute. Yeah. So why would I want to do that? I don't, you know, like, you'd have to it's want, scary, you'd have to, it'd have to be an exciting, fun thing for you to do. That's cool. But what like you, a roller coaster, what you, why would you get on it if you don't want to do it? Exactly. But what do you get out of that? You get, I did that. Well, if you love thing. it, you get a lot out of it. You get yeah, the exactly. thrill, you but get the you excitement, go, the accomplishment. But if you don't want to, you don't get a lot of it. What is that? Yeah. Like you get a thrill, excitement, accomplishment, and you go, that's all it is though. Yeah. That's it. Like, I, I agree you, with you. I'm not doing it either. I'm just when saying, you're 12, something. you don't have thoughts like this. But when you're older, you do. You go, mm. okay, so you got that out of it. Does that make you better? No. It means you did something else that a lot of people don't do. I think but... it does make people sleep better at night though. Some people, mm. they like to have done that it's the people who do like jump out of a helicopter and snowboard down a mountain with an avalanche like it's insanely dangerous it's stupid um but they get something out of that they're not getting other aspects of their life yeah and like i'm someone who's taken a lot more risks than a lot of people i know this so like Mm. um you choose that risk or or you don't choose any risk at all and everything's fine if you don't want to don't want you don't want to like it's it's not it's fine everyone's built differently everyone's different life experiences if that's what it takes for you to do whatever fine that's cool. I like risk. I'm, I, I take part in risk behavior yeah. a lot. Um, but there's a certain level of that, that I'm like, that's just not on my list of things that I've gone through the process of thinking is something that is going to make me feel better. I can take risky behavior in a smaller form and be happy yeah. with it more consistently. Yeah. You can an airplane once a year, once a year, once a lifetime yeah. and be like, I did that one thing. It's like, that's cool. Um, it does reek of me of like, um, tolerance building up with like drugs something like that where you're like it doesn't do it for me never enough yeah, yeah i have to like do crazier and so crazier what's next shit. So then you get like the base jumping off of skyscrapers mm-hmm. and wingsuits and everything else where like i'm sure that they're having like a like an ultimate thrill with that but it's like chasing the dragon it's know? chasing the dragon you never catch it. it never and once you get a point it's just never enough then it's yeah. <clears throat> you're wingsuiting it down and you're you're flying within you know 10 feet of the of the mountain going parallel to it and then you hit a fucking tree and you're dead. Oh, luckily um, you have no time to regret it at that point. No, you don't. But it's just it's just one of those things where I'm like, I'm good. I'm good with the whole jumping out of fucking airplanes thing. I don't. Yeah, I'm good on it too. I don't need to do that. It's just it's just a little it's a little. Fun, but if you so. do, you're lucky. You have a parachute. Mm-hmm. Do you see the new Batman by the way yet? I'm waiting, dude. I can't. I, wait. I like can't it. wait to see it. You're gonna like I'm it. I'm so excited to see it. I really love. It's going on an HBO next week. So last so last time I saw a movie that meaningful, I was I saw Joker on a Spirit Airlines. No, no. No, I didn't take a spirit one. So I took, well, anyways, Not I watched boring. it on an airplane yeah. and, uh, and I cried. I was like, I feel, I relate and feel <laughs> this movie so well. Oh, it was um, good. And I, I like the I've Batman heard, more. I've heard good that, things, but, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking good one. But there is a, uh, oh, no, no, no spoiler, but, um, he does, when he does, you know, Batman does the thing where he uses his cape and he flies off of buildings. Yeah. And that movie, it's like, he doesn't have like a crazy, you know I mean? You can't, they don't actually have capes in real life that do that. No. Uh, but Batman has crazy technology, but he has, he actually has a literal wingsuit 
and he flies off a thing like that, and it looks like if you actually used a wingsuit, not like if you're a superhero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, <laughs> like, like he's like really struggling with it. Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool part of it. So yeah, it's wild. Definitely worth watching. Check it it's out. Really wild. Check it out, guys. Yep. Uh, do another spin on the old. Another spin. We'll do a uh, a break after that commercial break. Yeah. I mean, yeah. 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 Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right, All right. folks. One more spin, there, DJ. Uh, oh, the Microsoft yeah, Teams thing. It's hard to see. Yeah, the, the Microsoft. <laughs> You're uh, doing pretty good, yeah. Bullshit. And uh, oh, you have to share the screen. Let's get this going. Here we go, folks. We're doing another spin. We only have six topics left here. Yeah, and we're doing well. We're getting through these. I think so. Couple of fun ones, couple of boring Thanks, ones. DJ, you can spin my Thanks, boy. Thanks, DJ. I forgot about you yet there. Ram, hey, Ram, Ram, finally, Ram. something fucking funny. This is the first word I put on the list, and I'm like, we better get Ramrod. I really want to hear it. Ramrod. First things you think of with Ramrod. Actually, I want to talk about what it actually is, but my first thing call a car Ramrod. For car Ramrod from Super Troopers, Ramathorn, Rod Farba. For car Ramrod. No, no, we're not going to call it car Ramrod. <laughs> so Ram a thorn. Do you have any idea what a ramrod is? Mm-hmm. I don't. You don't actually? I thought you'd be well familiar with this device. So it's for, I mean I can You'll know immediately when educated I educated guess. You but... will know immediately. So it's for when you're loading a musket, you pour in the black powder. That's a ramrod? Yeah, and, and when you, you take the yeah. metal thing that pushes it down with the musket ball and the black powder behind it, you, have, you take the ramrod to ram it down. That's a ramrod. I don't know if they call it the same thing for a cannon, but it's the same device. You take it's a big be, pole yeah, big and you shove it in. That's yeah. what a ramrod is. You ram it on into the musket, and wow. then it pushes it together so it's so packed in when it ignites, it has that pressure built up, and then the musket ball flies out. Or the Who would have known, dude? It's a ramrod. Yeah. My first thought is that funny meme that came out like 10 years ago mm-hmm. that shows this kid skiing and then then he's another kid behind him hitting him. So there's one kid behind him like doing this and <laughs> yeah. then he's in the front bent over. And it's, <laughs> like it's, a Newton's cradle, just the, the unstoppable force, the immovable object just crashes into him. Just... Yeah, and people who are listening probably know the meme. It's like, it just shows this like kid, he's just getting ramrodded in the ass. <laughs> While he's skiing, it's so funny. I mean, that's my media thought when I was a kid about Ramrod. It's just obviously sexual. It's funny. Yeah, it's super funny. Ramrod. Yeah. The ramrod. Yeah, he's bent rod. over and similar dude behind you just ramrod. Similar him. idea, though. You're just forcing it down, you know, yep. before you go to war. Yeah. Don't fire until you see the whites of their eyes. Yeah. As it were. It makes me think, so, like, um, one of my good family friends, uh, he's going to the Middle East shortly as a... Uh, uh, officer who's uh, in control of a couple different stations in Iraq, Syria, and uh, like Kuwait, whatever Oof. it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, which is great because that's a great place to be right now, not Poland. So um, yeah, surprisingly, you know, surprisingly, it, when you find eight out years that ago, you'd be like, that's terrible. Your 25 year old officer is going better. to the Middle East is not a problem anymore. Yeah. Um, it's still a problem, but whatever. But um, it's not as, it's not as bad as being in Ukraine. Yeah, but he, uh, we talked about guns for a while when I went to his going away party. Mm-hmm. two weeks ago or yeah two weeks ago he um uh doesn't have a large gun collection like most dudes in the army yeah. he has a collection of muskets really yeah he's like i'm not really into guns i command a whole whole fucking battalion but like mm-hmm. i that's like, like collecting models like i know what i know what i gotta do with guns and whatever it is and he's an expert on all of them but yeah. he's like my personal collection at home is mostly like revolutionary war muskets Wow, and front I'm like, loaded, 
Yeah. The whole idea. Yeah. Uh, pat, pat, make your lead balls with the fucking thing. Yeah, wow. They they take this tool that they they pour lead into and then they mold the lead. Into yeah, the ball. yeah. It's like one of the. And the they put the ball in presses. and they pack. They put gunpowder and then they put the ball in and they take the ramrod, which I didn't know that was called. Yeah. They pack it down. Pack so it when down. he goes to the range, he brings his fucking musket. That's fucking wild. They like you shoot muskets at the range, too. Yeah, I guess so. You can bring them one. So it, like, it's. I mean, I always were afraid the things gonna just blow up in your face and have that black powder scar all over your face, which is cool. Misfires. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, it's a cool way to get a yeah. scar, but it's so, dangerous to your fellow shooters when they have, like, sure a clock yeah. from 2021. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you have the fucking musket from the War of 1812. Yeah. So, I'm like, I think that's cool. So, I'm like, that'd be really oh, fun sure. cool. to go to a range where all these guys are like, yeah, no, I got my AR. It's like, everyone's got a fucking AR. Blow me. You know, like, no, mm. one, no one cares. And also, it's like driving an automatic Prius versus driving, like, a fucking... Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, like, it Dude, takes talent, Literally, skill, the best dedication. example you could have said was that. Thank you. That was the best example ever. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang versus Prius. Um, they both gonna, get you somewhere. You want to kill somebody, you put some work into that. You know, best case is with your hands, but next you have a ramrod style yeah. wayside in at the bar over there, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, and the they, have, they have an actual musket up there that's, like, long, beautiful gun that mm-hmm. you do that with and it's fucking cool the ramrod is under the barrel and pull it out and put it in yeah it's, it's put like it, it's like the instead of in. the uh what do you call it the grenade launcher yeah and pull the three, ramrod yeah. out just right mm-hmm. in there it's part of the part of the device yeah so he's got one of, he's got a couple of those and i'm like hell yeah man that's fucking sick with the flint flintlock like you know yeah it just ignites that fucking power yeah, it's just it's just a piece go. of flint metal that puts a spark down it strikes it fast enough to create the spark yeah and then or you light the fucking thing with a lighter and then, yeah, that's insane. It's like an old oh, cannonball thing. You just light it and just hold it right out next to your face like this. Yeah. And you just have like a, a controlled explosion right next to your eye. Yeah. Wild. No <laughs> earplugs. It is before it was rifled, which now, when I was a kid, I thought a rifle meant like a gun, but it mean it means the the forming of the barrel to have that spin that mm-hmm. makes it more accurate. Yeah. And muskets aren't rifled, so you're literally just taking a, sil- a sphere and pumping it out of a tube. And just punk, yeah. As far as you can go. That's why they're super inaccurate. That's why they used to line up 40 guys. Not just because the old thing is like, oh, it's a civilized version of battle. It was more like, what's the easier way to hit people with a shotgun? If you only have one shotgun pellet or 100, spread it out. So you have 40 guys in a row. Sure, they're a big target, but they're much better shooting all at one big wave of musket balls because one of them's going... 100 feet that way. One of them's going straight. One of them's going up to the fucking North Star. So and one of them's arcade. laying your leg. So you gotta take forty guys to do it. Same thing with um, old ships. They're mm-hmm. they're more accurate because of the weight of them. Yeah, because you could. They didn't have eighty predict. cannons to make eighty hull fractures. They were yeah. like, if we shoot them all at once, one of them's gonna hit something. Yeah, and the closer we get, the better. Yeah, just um, like the same as that's why they'd be don't fire till you yeah. see the whites of their eyes. Yep. Revolutionary War. You make sure they're close because you take one shot, you're gonna take another twenty minutes, ripping up a pouch of black powder, putting it down there in a combat situation. Musket ball in, ramrod in. The people are, are, are looking at you, trying to murder you. I mean, I can't imagine the level of tension. Even reloading a modern assault rifle must be terrifying because of the I have no control. I hurry up and do this shit. Yeah. And these guys are fucking tearing open a cotton pouch of black powder that's probably wet and full yeah. of piss, and they're just hoping it's Literally. gonna go off. And then when they click it down and nothing happens, it's probably better off than the other one where it blows up in your fucking face. It takes yeah, your eye out. so fucked up. And then you just oh, have gangrene up. and they have to decapitate your head to save your own brain. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Whew. cut off things. Ramrod. That's a ramrod. Yeah. 
It's terrible. We're gonna take our next commercial break. Alright, folks. There's only one company I trust when it comes to commercial property management. Cummings. No. We haven't forgot about it. Alright guys, welcome back to the podcast. It's uh, your, as always, Dylan and Joe. And Joe. We're going to spin the wheel tonight again. We're back at the game show, the Dylan Joe Basin Podcast, episode 52. Spin the wheel, episode 2. This is our last segment before final thoughts, folks. We're going to keep spinning it around. Hope you've been having fun. I know we have. We always love doing it in person. It's just such a different animal. I mean, I get to hear with DJ BP in the flesh. Surrounded by beautiful works of art, unlike <laughs> my shitty green screen room. And uh, we're going to spin it. We're going to get this a fucking spin. So let's spin this thing. Make sure that uh, DJ knows Make sure what you guys doing. can see it too. <clears throat> we're going to give this a spin and we're going to see what comes up. Where it stops, nobody knows. Bridge, for sure. Oh, I was going to miss three one. It's bridge. It's bridge. All right. Uh, my on bridges. Where do we start with bridge? Um, bridge over the river Kwai. What's that? Is that a Vietnam movie? It's a World War II movie that I would assume you've uh, seen. No, I have not. This is one of the other things that blows my mind when you haven't seen it, because this is a movie that you would recommend to me and you would show me. Like Bridge of a Toko Ri about Vietnam, about Korean War? <laughs> See, I don't even know what that is. I know that one. But yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bridge no, of this, a Toko Ri is good. Yeah, yeah. this one is, um, it's it's a Oscar winning movie. It's like a classic. It's a uh, movie, it's, I think it's from the... Must be late fifties, early sixties. It's starring Alec Guinness, aka Obi Wan Kenobi, but like when he was younger, like you know he was in Lawrence Arabia. It's like around that time, and it's a movie about this regiment of British soldiers that get captured by the Japanese, and then they get recruited into helping them build a bridge because they're all like a hmm. trained engineer regiment, and it's a weird like old old honor thing because. Alec Guinness is, like, the lieutenant who leads the regiment, and, like, he wants to have, like, the um, the pride of it. Like, the men need to respect him still, even though they're captured. Yeah, And, like, yeah. he will treat his men like shit just to make, like, the Japanese soldiers respect him more so that like, he can still run his regiment. And they end up building... Spoiler alerts on a seven-year-old movie. They end up building the bridge during the whole movie, and then a whole, like, like sleeper cell in his regiment are like, this is fucked up, we're helping the Japanese, like, war effort... So they decide to sabotage it, and when the whole convoy comes in at the end of the movie, a couple of guys they are like, we're going to blow it up. Because we built it, yeah, yeah, Exactly yeah. right, yeah. And I'll leave it at that, because I don't want to spoil too much, but... So, it, yeah, so Deer Hunter would be the closest thing I have to uh, a bunch of captured POWs. Yeah, who POWs are, having a fight they're back. They're trying to use them for something, and then possibly fighting back. Yeah. Wow, no, I actually haven't seen it. Um, now it's right up your alley. So, Bridge Over Toko Ri is, um, I'm drawing a blank on the actor's name, but he's the Life is Beautiful, or um, uh, he's in, like, all of the movies in the 50s, and he's the most famous actor. You probably could Oh, Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart. Wow, you're fucking good, dude. Like, 
Yes, it's Jimmy Stewart, um, and he's a fighter pilot, uh, naval fighter pilot, naval aviator who takes off of like the USS uh, mm. Hornet. We talked about the uh, Paths of Glory. I mean, that's even closer. Jimmy Stewart doing a Korea movie that came out like probably the same year the war happened. It wasn't long after. It was yeah. like five years later. That's nuts. But it's a, it's a wonderful movie because he just doesn't want... It's, it's, it's a wonderful kind of... life. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Which I didn't love that movie, by the way. It's okay. It's okay, but it's pretty depressing. I can um, see if you grew up with it and it's like a nostalgia thing. I'm not sure thing. if it's a Christmas movie like everyone thinks it is. It is. It is. No, it is. But it's, it is. But it's not it's, like, I don't put it next to Rudolph also and fucking Santa Claus coming to, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's about a guy committing suicide, so it's not Wait, a great Wait, does he kill Christmas himself movie. again? No, he tries to, and then the guy teaches oh him why. God. I didn't even finish it. It's like a why whole... Why do people like this movie? It's it a little like bit a, of like a um, Ebenezer Scrooge-esque like... Hey, uh, if you did okay, this, yeah, this yeah. whole lot to live for, you know, like change oh your God, ways Jesus, or whatever, yeah. that kind of deal. Okay. Yeah, it's depressing as fuck. Jesus fucking Christ. Also, he's, um, he's a bad dad, but then he turns into a good dad. I mean, he was literally going to leave his whole family behind, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, this movie. Pedro Tokari is good. He's a pilot. He just, and he's actually, he got, he got drafted into Korea because he was in the service in the 40s. Yeah. I'm like, we need you to do this. But he's like, I'm a lawyer. I don't need to fight. He talks like that. But I'm a lawyer. Uh, I'm a lawyer. Uh, I'm a lawyer, Sergeant. I'm a lawyer. I don't need to go back into the war right now. You know, that's how Jimmy Stewart talks. I'm uh, one of them smarts. Yes, exactly. So, um, and he ends up getting shot down, and that's just the whole fucking thing. But anyways, it's a good movie, but it's a break. And then they remade it. They remade it in the early 2000s, and they, they recalled it uh, Behind Enemy Lines, starring Owen Wilson. And it's a good, that's a good movie. Um, but it's also, but there's, Behind Enemy Lines, as far as this movie goes, is about uh, about uh, 15 minutes before they get their heads blown off. So, <laughs> um, so as far as Bridges go, is that those are two movies that are very Good bridge-centric. Bridge but that, that shows the aspect of, like, that bridges are so important. And they're less important now that we have, like, uh, aircraft and things like that over getting across water. But they're just as important as ever, and they probably are utilized more than ever because of transportation, shipping, everything. You need bridges. They're yeah. the fastest way between two points is a straight line. Fastest way over the water is a bridge. Not hopping on a boat, not jumping in a helicopter. Just go right across it as if you're on land. Yeah, no, Making yeah. land on water is a bridge. And there's no vehicles that are just as good about going across water. As, so, like, anything, most things that are universally applicable, applicable mm-hmm. are not good at anything they're good at they're yeah. they're, they're a they don't, don't half-ass three things whole ass one f, thing they get a fucking f at everything but yeah. they can do everything right. but they're not an a so an abrams tank that can go over water is going to have an extra set of weight and whatever it is so like that's a modern day example but yep so bridges things. even in a um, hundred years are still going to be a critical point if you're going to invade a country you want to blow those up the the war happening in Ukraine right now, there's still bridges being taken out strategically. It's this we're in the modern world. We have fucking UAVs, the internet, GPS. If you blow up a bridge, it'll still change the entire war. It's Absolutely, just the way it is. First target bridges, major difference. So, um, I mean, New York City could be crippled, like happens in so many movies. Is would just take out all the bridges. Now you're no longer Manhattan. You're fucking the island of misfit toys. Yeah. And people get desperate and Yeah, angry. and they don't realize that. It's just weird to think that that's it. Um, speaking of, what's the scariest bridge you've ever been on, Joe? Uh, I don't know. I guess, like... Um, I know. Probably one of those... Well, I, I think one of those, like, railroad bridges 
like from like an old railroad track like a million years ago. Or like an overnock, like near the aqueducts and stuff like that. Yeah, shit like that. Where like you know it's not gonna fall down, but you're like I definitely could have my leg slip in between these railroad tracks, and then yeah. I'd be pr- probably falling into the water. Like it's not a far enough drop that you'd die, but you'd not be not well good. off. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the scariest bridge I've been on. It's near a bridge like that the other day, actually on a on a rail trail at the end of it. Um, but. Um, yeah, that's a good point. Those are those are definitely scary. I mean, they're built to hold the weight of an iron horse, but they've been not maintained for years, and they're yeah. also not built for people to walk across them. So. Yeah, so I'd say I'd say any footbridge that is like goes over a significant height um, is scary. Yeah. But also, I gotta say the uh, this the Sagamore Bridge of the Cape Cod is never doesn't freak me out. You are so high because, up yeah. on a two-lane bridge. It, it's so tight when you're up there, too, and, and you're no so high there's no barrier, up. and then you look at the, where if you get an accident and you roll over or whatever it is, like, it's like... I a, mean, it happens on like, regular highways all the time. It's a surprise it doesn't happen, like, once a year that somebody just flips over the bridge and just goes, t- like, I can't torpedoing believe, down into the water. Oh, yeah, I can't believe that bridge is, like, a thing. It's, like, I went over it the other day, and I was, like... God, I hate this fucking. And like bridge. you say, it's so high. It, it didn't go across. So it's, it's a giant like arch. You're like going up, 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 up. It is so high, man. That bridge is fucking really high. Yeah, I mean, clearly it's made to so that large ships can go under without having right. to think. But right. it's still like insane. That's that high. And like I said, it's so tight. They're like we spent all our money on making it tall and not wide at all. It's just like a. God, I hate that bridge. I you call it like a, not even too late, like a lane and a half, like yeah. just right up against it. Yeah, the the next the next closest bridge in New England that's going to be that high is going to be the Piscataqua River Bridge that goes from Hampshire to Maine, Portsmouth to Kittery. Oh, okay, and, so I have been over that. But, but that bridge is that. is is two or three lanes on each side. Yeah, it's, it's a little more. It's, it is. I'm not. Sh- it's close, but I'm not sure it's as tall. Um, but that bridge doesn't scare me. No. It's also. Um, so like the Sagamore has a, a a rate of incline that seems a little bit more than the than the Piscataquick River Bridge. Yeah, I wish it would sag but a little God. less. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold true to your heart, there, boys. Um, but uh, that is a. Uh, those are scary bridges. So that's gotta go for bridge. So for sure. People's last name bridge, and we know who they are. So. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's moving on. Let's moving on. It. So, all right, we're already sharing, so we'll keep uh, <laughs> down to the last. I think we can finish this out. Let's, 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 let's fucking run we're through all the four. Run through this shit. Let's finish it off. So me and Joe are going to watch uh, MXC. <laughs> <laughs> toothpick. Toothpick. All right. Do you use toothpicks ever? Uh, I mean, am I a toothpick guy? I'm not even asking you for toothpick guy. Okay, all right. I'm starting no. with, do you ever use toothpicks? Look, I don't listen, okay? Not everyone listens. Okay. Uh, do I use toothpicks? Um, there was a time where I just tried to take a week off of drinking alcohol, and I bought mint-flavored toothpicks. Um, <laughs> it is a good, like, cigarette substitute. It wasn't the same. Oral fixation. <laughs> it wasn't the same thing. No. Um, actually, were they, were they mint? No, they were tea tree. Tea tree flavored, tea tree dipped toothpicks. Ah, I've heard of the mint ones. I haven't heard of the tea tree. Yeah, it was tea tree. I've been Whole Foods. Yeah. And, um, uh, mm. they're fine. I also, I'm just, I'm not big into chewing on wood. No. That well, I mean, there's teeth. other uses for it besides chewing on, like, a cigarette. No, like, you can, like, pick your teeth. Yeah. Them, but, like, but I'm, I'm, never... not, I'm also not either, I'm not fucking 75 years old. <laughs> 
and just putting wooden sticks and you're just picking out meat chunks out of your mouth. That's what I'm saying. It's like I don't have really a because they have the new ones where it has like, it's plastic and has the floss thing. Like I'll use those. I like those a lot more than floss. But I, I wouldn't I call resisted it, a while. Yeah, I wouldn't count those as toothpicks. The best though. ones are called placards, Placard. and they have a because like I have my teeth are really close together, and they have placards have a dual, um, dual, dual vibrating rib for your pleasure. Pretty much, um, no, but they have a dual strip of, of floss so they don't break as easy. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's really nice, and I like those a lot, because, like, I am a flosser daily, and I uh, brush my teeth twice, two or three times a day. Now do the but floss. Like, um, but the backside of them, I'm not sure, is really helping me, besides it just feels like an orgasm. Oh, well, that's, that's helping you some, then. It is. No, it's like it's like a really nice feeling, like, it's like if you're itching poison ivy, it's the same really? feeling. No, I hate, I hate, um... All that. I mean, I do it because it's a ripping off like a bandaid where I'm like, I'm just gotta get it. Like, I hate flossing. It feels awful. I hate picking my teeth. Like, when stuff is stuck on my teeth, it's painful. And then getting it out feels better afterwards, but I don't enjoy, like, mm. I don't enjoy the ripping the scab off of it. I don't enjoy punching no, sharp objects into my teeth time. and being like, yeah, you just get it out. Yeah. It feels yeah. really good. I go, that doesn't feel good. It, it feels like something I would like to avoid. And if it was up to me, I would let my saliva slowly develop dissolve it over two days rather than deal with it but i know that you just got to deal with it but i don't enjoy it yeah but i don't find pleasure in it a toothpick doesn't solve the problem it makes it worse so mm. like you could agitate yeah your so overall more. overall i'm not really a big toothpick person yeah. um i do like kielbasa when it's on toothpicks oh as a serving tool i didn't yeah. even think about that i do yeah. like a toothpick as a serving or to keep a sandwich together like a big sandwich you just shove a toothpick through the whole thing yeah but every time i do that i always as soon as I take the first bite, I push the toothpick all the way through so I can see the full thing. Because my nightmare of eating a delicious sandwich is taking a bite right, right into the toothpick and then just having it go straight through my tongue and mm, straight through my jaw. Not good. So I, every time I do it, I push it all the way through so I can see that's where the point is. And smart. then as soon as I get close, it's coming out. Yeah, no, it's very smart. So yeah, toothpicks, uh, yeah, it's, it's not like... That's why you tune into the podcast. This is, the these are the hard-hitting issues. Yeah, you could do without them. Uh, if you have any ideas about toothpicks, you feel motivated to write in. Feel Please. like your guest, but they're just. I've used them for plants too. If you want to like grow a seed, like an avocado uh, bulb, you can put them in there to hold it over because it has like half it to be submerged in water. Oh, to like keep it kind of above the. Yeah, you put it in, like a Dungeness cup. I've done that before, but overall, yeah. toothpicks is a very real heck thing to have in your mouth. I'm not. I feel like it's more yeah. of like a statement Real that I'm not pick. trying to be. I mean, yeah, most of their busy work. I mean, if you want to get stuff out of your teeth, there's better ways. If you want to yeah. quit smoking cigarettes, there's better ways. So really, it's more of like a you're trying to be like a greaser for the 1950s. Be like, hey, buddy, you're looking at me. Yeah, you know? toothpick. It's like what it's the hell is douchey. that? It's a little douchey. If you ever see like a you know 25 year old dude on a subway just messing around with a toothpick in his mouth, it's like, come on, dude. You yeah, bad things to do. Just put yeah. a put a, a fucking blow pop in there, like we all know y'all want to. If you want to have an oral fixation, yeah, blow pops are fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, they're really good. So no arguments there. Let's give another spin. Yeah, let's give another spin. Uh, yeah, toothpicks. Yeah, not my not my fucking favorite thing on earth. Um, okay, hit that button. All right, three more here, DJ. Damn, let's see a DJ, sign. give us a real rip this time. DJ, come on. You have to hold it and let it fly, DJ. Oh, wrong way. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Granite. I have not a lot to say about granite. I think that you know more about it being a homeowner because it's usually mentioned now as like a uh, 
counterpiece or things like that. I know I know very little about limestone and granite as far as the, like uh, geology goes. I mm-hmm. know it's an interesting way. Um, is it a soft rock they call it granite or it's a hard rock? Porous. Marble, yeah, rock beats scissors, and it's still this would definitely beat scissors. Yeah. Um, but yeah, granite. Um, it's the rocks of New England. You're looking at granite. All right. Marble. Marble, the whole other animal. Marble though. looking. Well, no, I know, but it's like marble, sh- marble color. <coughs> marble, schmarble. Am I right? Uh, uh, let's give another spin. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a weak one. All right. Um, back to this. This is gonna be a couple weeks. Yeah, we have two yeah. left. Can I spin it so I can show you what it's supposed to look like? Yeah, please do. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm gonna, I mean, DJBP will, will help me do it, but you yeah, grab it like this. See how I'm, gra- how I'm holding it? Yep. Still suck. That's what I fucking did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the expert here did exactly what I did, so he went <laughs> left instead of right. I should just let you do it, DJ, instead of me doing it. DJ's good. But we landed, or have we landed on it? We Mystery did. number one. Let me see that while you're doing that. Sure. Thanks. There you go. Mystery number one, we can pull up for our last pod here. You wouldn't help me read this there, buddy. I'm so glad we hit all of them because best color. Joe's password on his phone is his birthday because I saw two. <laughs> so I have a feeling that it's probably his birthday because um, I saw what the last letter. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of twos my birthday. So the, the question here is uh, best color person. <laughs> that's ridiculous. That's an, that's an old Dimitri Martin joke where he goes... He goes, you can add one word, it could totally ruin a conversation. Best color, fine. Best color, person, that'll ruin a conversation. Yeah. No, it's best so, color, best shade of color. Pick a color, any color, and defend it. Um, I have a few favorites that I would defend, but you have to pick one here. Yeah, I got one. Sure. I'll start with green. Fuck, that's what I was going to say. Fucking damn it, what do we do? Well, we can both do argue for eyes? green. Yeah. Fuck me too. We well, could right. both argue for green, but green is I I defend green all day for best color. It's not my my favorite color is green, but like I I wouldn't always use like Mine too. green all the time. Uh huh. We didn't know this until now. All right. Damn. Shit. Because I mean, for the pod, I mean, my favorite color scheme is what I use for the pod, which is red and black. I think it looks the coolest. It's sick. It's cool. It's fun. Yeah. I just think it looks awesome. Roller bone is red and black. Roller bone, red and black. <laughs> roller bone, we'll put it on the pod. Roller, roller bone. bone. Um, you guys will see more roller bone. Oh, well, you'll see a whole lot more of that. Whenever that happens. Maybe we'll even see, we'll see a video from the inside of roller bone on the road. Yeah. Or on the track. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that looks cool. Like, I like wearing red and black, or black more than I like wearing green. Like, I don't like wearing green that much, but the color green is my favorite. Like, it's... It's the color that I like looking at. It's the color of the living earth, like the all the greenery of the world, forest green color. You know, it's the color of like uh, uh, Ireland and stuff like that. Like I just uh, green is just it can't be beat. I mean, yeah. Uh, obviously, if you want to dump it down to Crayola style and be like forest green over lime green, I mean lime green's a joke. Greater forest green for me, Kelly yeah. green, stuff yeah. like that. But, I mean, if we're going to agree on the color, it's not going to be much of an argument here. I think green, yeah. it's going to be green, I think. Green's good. Uh, green is a underrated color on cars as well. I don't think a lot of people pick green as their favorite color. That's why I was surprised that you'd pick it the same yeah, as I. Because usually green. when I say my favorite color is green, I find very few people that agree with me on that. Yeah. They don't disagree necessarily, but very few people go, favorite color, green. It's green. Not many yeah. people say that. But yeah. for me, it is green. No, it's definitely green. I've solidified green for sure. Um 
I think uh, I really have no, you really hit every point that I was going to say is that like, it's a color that not only brings you back to like the so the soil that not soil brand but like mm. but like soil the makes everything that's just fucking the natural world. Um, the Boston Public Library has green lights like this, like you've seen. You know, like I just oh yeah, the like, old it's, uh, it's a it stands out way more than you. You think guys can it picture it like the old like uh you know accountant lights with the little green uh hood over it and you're clicking yeah back in. doesn't necessarily reflect the best color on people like if you have a green tinted light making light but like no i wouldn't but, pick that no no but overall green is um and i don't want my rims to be green either but like overall i i yeah. i enjoy looking at green more but i'm glad that the most of the world is green me too doesn't need to be your room but like yeah. when you go outside you want it to be yeah. green i love the green is the green is good it makes me think about like how colors affect your uh, mentality and like how used we are, how used to colors we are of the world. Like if we woke up tomorrow and the sky was always red and the grass was always purple, it would make us feel sick. Like it just, it would be like, yeah. this is not comfortable. And if you grew up with it your whole life, you might find that beautiful. That might be like the natural way of the world is, you know, the plants are purple and the sky is red. How, yeah. how God made it, how God intended. Yeah. But in our minds, the bright blue sky, uh, you know, combined with that green you know, valleys and hills. Like it just is something about being a human on this planet. Like it just makes you feel good about being here. It makes here. you feel good, dude. And you see green, it's just, it's just. Yeah. Good. I mean, you can still have a good day with the gray skies and the dead leafless trees, but it doesn't give you the same vibrant feeling of being alive on planet earth as that green and blue combination. I mean, mm -hmm. the earth is the blue planet, but the, the one, number one B is the green. One B is green. And I, other I, and I think are... blue is the most common favorite color in the world, but I think it's green, blue, yeah. I, green beats it out for me. <clears throat> yeah, and I feel like, so as far as favorite, favorite colors go, if your favorite color is black, it means that you understand this and you want to be different. Because you're yeah. like, no, I want to be, I want to be like a rebel. It's like, okay, we get it. Yeah, and black, you know, not to be technical, fine, but it is the dark. absence of color. Right, black exactly. is a color of the crayon, but... As far as like the visible spectrum, black isn't a color. It's when there's yeah. no color, it looks black. Yeah, and I feel like if your favorite color is white, it means that you're kind of traumatized and you are seeking the ultimate, mm. um, like uh, enlightening heaven color. So you go, my cover color is okay. white because you want pure bright. white. And then red is red's red's a good color. Red's very good. I mean, red Power um, Ranger, probably the most popular Power. Yeah, Ranger. red's good. Um, girls who like purple, I'm into them. Nice. Um, yeah. I can do I can do an argument for purple. I, I purple might pretty good. Dude. I like I like purple more than most of them. Yeah, I'm into purple. Um, yellow's a rough one to, to defend. Yellow's I think. definitely for hard favorite to defend. For I don't think favorite. yellow's a bad color, but for favorite, it's rough to be like yellow's the best color. Yeah, I knew some people liked yellow, but I was like in middle school, and then yeah. orange, orange is, is weird. It means you're kind yeah. of it means you're kind of like you're you you drink nos. I mean, and then, dude, even my <laughs> hair is orange, and I drink nos, and I still don't think orange is even close of the best color yeah no Come it's on. it's just it's it's just i mean tearing. orange um, used to actually orange wasn't a word until america's were discovered how fucking weird is that really the, the word for orange used to be why? red yellow red yellow and, and it's the one. it's the only color named after a fruit the chicken and the egg argument for or i've been said that to the podcast before really? i feel like i have said this no you is I, that no you have not it's so strange orange the color is named after the fruit it makes no fucking sense, mm -hmm. but it is the truth. You can look back in history in linguistics. They used to call red and yellow, and when there was orange things in Europe at the time, or like in Asia, as far as I know, 
they would call it like red or yellow. They wouldn't call it orange. Or there was even a word called red yellow, which looked like orange, but they didn't call it orange. And then in the Americas, there was a fruit that was the color red yellow perfectly. I mean, look at the fruit orange. It's the color orange. It's, it's, it's the yeah. gold standard or the orange standard. And now that color is named after the fruit, which makes no fucking sense to me. And I looked into it. It is true. The color is named after the fruit, not the other way around. No shit. Well, so I, weird. I know that. Um, one thing about oranges and other fruits... It's the new black. ...that I think is really cool, because before we decide to trade internationally... Yeah. Um, uh, you know, our diet would be based off of the seasons. You know, sure, whatever's so, around. So, yeah, you eat meat... Or and whatever's then, then whatever is in season. So, apples are in season, whatever it is. Um, and then all of a sudden, imagine being this. Imagine living in Massachusetts in the 1600s hmm. and you're eating what's native to the land on top of a couple things that were planted like Cranberries. corn and whatever yeah just whatever's native and then all of a sudden someone brings you an orange and you go what in the fuck is this shit and it came from wherever oranges are from let's say florida it means it could be from i mean i don't know where they're from originally but it's probably like south america or tropics exactly like that. so yeah. and you go this is the most you would you wouldn't even think about how miserable you are like this is unbelievable i mean the flavor alone holy to moly yeah and the flavor the smell you'll never much. be able to get that much flavor that much sugar content that much like uh, vibrance Massachusetts. <laughs> Zero yeah so um nothing even gross here that's even that sweet i mean you're, you're i mean cranberry is the most bitter berry on the fucking planet were those always here though cranberries you never know these days i mean i mean all plants travel in most hey, modern example potatoes crops. were in ireland until they came here first you know yeah i mean so, most crops aren't i mean so what do you know tomatoes you know? weren't even in italy until they discovered like america corn, was corn not here until corn and tomatoes are from america not europe okay gotcha all right all right so so that means um, that before america was discovered by europe there was no potatoes in ireland no tomatoes in italy and no corn in Spain for those tortillas. So that's such a weird idea that they wouldn't even be. Any of those staple crops you'd picture did not exist Italians there. Italians or tomatoes. And when get, they did, it's that old pre... I mean, that's what we're thinking with GMOs is that like, oh, we're all genetically modifying it. But we've been genetically modifying it. It just takes longer. It takes generations. You look at those old pictures of tomatoes. They look like a rock with all seeds and like one little, little edge that might taste a little bit like tomato. Bananas used to be this big and they were 110 seeds and a little layer of that and now we got it so it's a big fat stock with like two or three seeds in it and you eat the whole thing nice and soft and pull it off yeah we've been genetically modifying plants for three thousand four thousand years we just do it by you know like dogs you just breed them breed them breed yep. them but now we can just inject it so we think it's different so everyone who's anti-gmo i get it it's a freaky concept but everything you've ever eaten is gmo it's just not in one generation, so it's let me over. Add, let me add something to that because, um, because the GMO, um, the GMO phase or the GMO recently gained knowledge about GMOs thing. The backlash. The backlash is has people think that's what it is like. Oh, we're not going to modify our food. Is what you just said. So I'm I'm adding on to that. The reason GMOs are a problem, because as somebody who, everything you eat is a GMO, everything, like mm -hmm. you said, bananas, it's nothing is the same as it actually. Yeah, there's modern meat. GMOs and then there's ancient GMOs. And modern GMOs are designed to do one thing, which is the problem. Mm. So How about Monsanto. Yes. Programmed death and non-reproduction. 
Uh, of the plant itself. Okay. Plants that are programmed well, you're, you're to not be produced. You're one step ahead of me. So Sorry, like, I'll, I'll let you. Before I go there, they're producing f- fruits and vegetables that are designed to be resistant to things like Roundup. So all of a sudden, here we go. If you make, if you combine, a, now you can kill a, all a, a this. You can spray chemicals all over plants, and then some of them don't care about the chemical. You're saving time. You're, you're saving, saving money. But those kept, those plants that get spray on them still have them on them, so you eat them, you get cancer. So or sort of, you know, it kills cells. So um, GMOs are only a problem because the recent ones they've the scientists have made them um, resistant to bugs and chemicals. Mm-hmm. So. Um, they don't die when they get sprayed chemicals. But GMOs, like you said, have been around for thousands or since we've been around, GMOs are real. Yeah. This yeah. is just an accelerated process. Yeah. So now GMOs are covered with chemicals because they don't die when they get hit by them. Well, it's also the same as, as vaccinating plants, in other words, is that because of the fact that plants over thousands of years mutate naturally to the ones that survive are going to have you know, immunity to these things. The same thing happens with weeds where you have these plants that are modified to be against Roundup and you spray all the weeds down over and over again and you don't prune them and pick them carefully. And then the weeds that grow up next year and the year after that, they're now, the ones that survive are resistant to things like Roundup or other chemicals. And now you have weeds that are genetically resistant to those things too. So it's like a genetic arms race mm. between them. So the same thing that makes the plants resistant is now making the weeds resistant and the parasites resistant and all other things where it's yeah. like, it's a constant arms race. It can't be solved just by saying we're going to jack up one side of it. I mean, there's no free lunches in nature. No matter how hard you try, there's always a price to pay. And we can keep putting that price down the road, but it collects interest. Yeah. And one day you got to fucking pay the bill. Yep. And then hopefully it's your grandkids and not you. And you can write a funny uh, little poem on your gravestone and say, we tried, sorry. Yeah, shut up and fish. Shut up and fish. You want to try this hat out? Well, sure so, thing. Yeah, we'll we'll a little hat swap for the yeah. last one. So, yeah. <laughs> There's Cowboy Joe over there with his old, uh, oh man, that's fucking working for you, my friend. You heard it here for a Holy day, shit, we found your new hat. <laughs> yeah. I know. I like you with the shut up and fish. Yeah, you're talking sleeves. about uh, GMOs. We're talking about fish. <laughs> We've been on talking about GAYs. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so it's good fish. Yeah. Uh, um. All right. Well, spin the wheel one more time. So we're going to land on here spin the before wheels. we do final thoughts. Spin the final thoughts. It's the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. We're here with a basement. Last one, please. It's not clicking. No, my God, we've lost an entire mind. Technical difficulties. Oh, oh, you can't eliminate. You have to resume. Oh. <laughs> get back to mystery number one. I hope not. Let's get spin until it gets to it. Fuck. <laughs> All right, one more time. Uh, you want to move that thing again? I, I can find it. Mystery um, number one. What's okay. your favorite color? We already picked that. Okay. Marker. I could have just done that manually. I mean, it really doesn't matter. There it is. We get this. Okay. Haphazardly. Haphazardly our For last, last... Last one. We finished the whole wheel now. Haphazardly. 
Now, I think that you, we talked about earlier about your current work on automobiles, and I don't, I don't think that haphazardly needs to be a, a specifically negative connotation. I mean, it really means like fast and loose without concern for caution or detail. Haphazardly doing something is like, you know, cutting corners and not worrying about things and kind of doing it like recklessly. Yeah. But I don't think that necessarily has to be a negative thing. Because doing things haphazardly it saves time and makes you learn a lot more lessons than if you do them carefully and cautiously. Carefully and cautiously takes much more time and you learn much less because you're, it's like following a recipe versus cooking by taste and feel. So to me, haphazardly means negative. It's, it's you mm-hmm. know, you're being reckless, you're being crazy. But reckless and crazy isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's all about context. It's all about context, right. For me, I feel like it's it's part of a. Um... All right, so a hot dog. Okay. <clears throat> the FDA defines every food in our diet by a cert a set of. Um... You know how many foods are shaped like hot dogs? The best kinds. <laughs> Good quote. What's that from? Super bad. I figured because that that's when they yes. So <laughs> they draw the dicks everywhere. So like, yeah. um, so um, the FDA was created in the 30s or 40s when they were putting in, when they let corporations take over, and they made. I hot- think it was during Teddy Roosevelt. So I think it was before, before that. It might have been. Yeah, yeah so I think it was, it was like, around the early 1900s. So like, yeah, yeah. Um, they were created because all of a sudden people were like, I'm gonna have a hot dog, and like, well, what is a hot dog? Well, to the corporations, they want it to be, yeah. the corporations, it's. It's rotting piles of meat, including the rats and the mice and the yeah, rat shit, fucking whatever it is, you know, dead humans, whatever. Cut off fingers because they're in the slicer and they put in the <laughs> yeah. hot dog. I'm like, all right, so oil a hot dog, they use the lubricated machines. All right that. So it. like a hot dog has to be at least you know ninety five percent beef and then five percent mm. other things and then yeah, be a hot dog and that five percent has to be made of these things. Right. Um. So things were done haphazardly before. They're like, oh, we're gonna make hot dogs. We have a casing where I fill with meat. Yeah, um, people buy it. They buy. It. That's an industry industry standard for making something. Yeah. But haphazardly would be like I'm going to, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, build a bridge and just based off of instinct. You know? Yeah, it looks good enough. Work as you go. Yeah, it works. Whatever it is, it's because ha- it's because it's. I don't know what hap means, but hazardly or hazard is like. This is t- not taking into account that this could be dangerous. Yeah. I always try to break down root words like that, like, and I'm often wrong about it, but I'm often right too, which is to try to like break down like the Latin or the root of it. And I don't know the Latin part of it, but the hazardly part is obvious. Mm-hmm. It's hazardly. It, it's it's in a manner of being hazardous. Yeah. But hap to me means like it's like reminds me of happenstance or happening. Like it's hazards as you go. Like you're doing kind of like working with the hazards as you're around yeah. like like it's hazards happening constantly yeah or like a hazardous situation could be like one big like a minefield's hazardous but haphazardly is like riding your unicycle with no helmet in new york city like that's just fucking haphazardly like you're constantly coming into problems that might not kill you in the moment but you're throwing caution into the wind i feel like haphazardly would be riding your unicycle without a helmet through a minefield <laughs> yeah, I think like, that. Fuck it, no, I know, I know, it's minefield, but I'm just gonna get through here together. And a lot of times, yeah, it's like, but I, I'm, gonna to, take, to I'm me, not gonna take any of this into account and just say fuck it, I'm gonna do it. You know? that, that, that could be true, but to me, haphazardly has a little bit less of a, like an intensity to it. Where like haphazardly is like slapping it together, not like literally 
playing Russian roulette. Like, I don't think Russian roulette is a haphazardly action. That's hazardous. It's fully hazardous. It's deadly and lethal. Like, haphazardly to me, I'm not saying it's true, but to me it means more of like a laissez-faire, whatever, you know, it's kind of haphazardly thrown together. Like, it's kind of like the uh, don't give a fuck mentality rather than the literally I'm putting my life in my hands on purpose. Like, yeah. You just like it through a minefield. I don't think haphazardly is is strong enough of a word to be like. I think it's suicidal might be the word for that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like it's not necessarily a hazard, but you are treating yeah. it as if there was a hazard and you don't care. Yeah, but like, it could be just painting a house. Yeah, yeah, you could haphazardly paint a room. No painters tape. Who gives a fuck? That's a that's probably it's kind of a haphazard job you did yeah, there. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking too. So. So we did it. That's it. We did it. It's our first time. Just so you guys, this is our first time. We finished the wheel. Episode 52. We, uh, we done it again. We done it again. It's good to be back in person. We haven't been in person. I mean, we were in person for episode 50, but we haven't had a me and you episode in this room since like fucking, I don't even know where. When was the last time we were here doing it? Maybe like, I mean, last time I can remember is like Boston Tea Party, maybe? Was it the no, cattle mutilation, maybe? Might have been cattle. Yeah. That was a while ago. A while ago. Yeah. But it's been, it's been real. Yeah, the secret location is always a good one. It's undisclosed. It's got the best paint job in town. Well, undisclosed, we've got some good paint jobs. We also have the uh, the newly added uh, piece of the Marjorie, uh, I'm sorry, I said Marjorie Taylor Green. The Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum uh, painting here. Uh, behind. See it? Yeah, right. Uh, sorry, right <laughs> uh, there. Uh, you can see it there. Uh, that's one of the stolen paintings that we acquired. Yeah, uh, we had this. Since the we're Sia in a school's location, we cannot tell you where it is. It's not the Sea Gallery because you get that one. Yeah, we have that um, one in the past episodes. But yeah, we this have is this a one Rembrandt now. that is uh, a mother and a father, and they both look fucking miserable. And um, yeah, the as story people is, were. the best part of this painting is that. Um, it's it's just like a lot of them in that museum is that it's covering up. Uh, it was painted over. Yes. Yeah. So there over. was a child under her, um, and that child died. So they um, they over. were too sad. Yeah, but right by her left knee there was a child on the original painting when they did X-rays, um, and they painted over that because she was too sad because they lost a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they did the X-rays, they also saw that she was pregnant once again. Um, and they covered it up again. And they covered it up again, yeah. Uh, what? Are you serious? No. Oh, was like, <laughs> a lot happened in that time. Well, the x-rays of her body rather than the painting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can yeah, see yeah. inside her. Right. Yeah, stupid. So, um, yeah. But yeah. I don't know. As always, we're sponsored by, uh, by Villain, uh, the band right here with the rat. Yep. We uh, we love Villain. They're one of the best bands of all time. And Ancient, Absolutely. And Ancient Torment. Shout out to Jeff and the boys. Shout out. Uh, and uh, Carduso. I think his name right. Lead singer. Uh, Cardoza. Cardoza. Yep. Um, and uh, but he's for uh, the other man. But but yeah, I mean, we like doing the spinning episode. I mean, obviously we like doing the research and all that funny shit. But we like we like doing the spins because, you know, we come up with random ass words like lying or haphazardly, and I don't know. I think. I like to brag about us a little bit. We, we find a fucking conversation out of it. Yeah, that's it. Something happens. And that's the pod. That's how that's we how do it. That's how it goes. So we'll see you guys next week for something else. See what happens. Um, Again, we'll act like we know it's going to happen, but we have no fucking idea. We're we have doing no fucking week. idea. Could be this. Could be something um, else. But you could see uh, one or two of us, or 
both of us on a future podcast of other folks that you might have seen on here. Mm-hmm. Check out um, my my friend's podcast, My Best Friend's Wedding, Mystic Pizza, whatever Julia Roberts Mystic thing Pizza. you want to watch. Yeah, Mystic Pizza Podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, my, it's my friend's show. I'll be on it uh, this week. Um, I, have, I have that up. Check that out. Yeah, check that out. And, and we'll definitely, uh, well, obviously, you'll, you'll pump up, uh, you'll plug our podcast on there. Fucking plug Batman. The whole point is when you have guests on, it's because they wrote a book. Exactly, and we don't they have, have celebrity status, so, so our version is a pocket. Yeah. So until next week, it's been Dylan Joe Basement Podcast, Spin the Wheel Edition. <laughs> the bells. We'll see you in seven. Alright, I'm gonna try to with some though. Let's go. Okay, I'll admit it. I think I got some problems. Burt's bees wax on my eyes is how I saw them. I keep buying and applying this stuff, and I don't understand why, but I just can't get enough. I'm addicted, it's a sickness. Get the store, pass up the business, finish up my last bit, buy some more when I'm finished. I don't know why it's fun. One bee stings you, you're not gonna die. But if a hundred bees sting your balls, that can't be good. <laughs> No, it's not work. good. It's not good at all. It's no. terrifying. It's fucked up. Um, we should put a piece of paper in front of the screen so that we can't see ourselves the entire time. I'm not looking. Yes, you are. <laughs> no way. Yeah, I've been watching you the whole time. What do you mean? I haven't even looked at myself at all. <laughs> You've been looking at yourself the entire episode. No way. You haven't looked at the camera one time. Not a chance. <laughs> so all of a sudden you're in a gym and all of a sudden you're in this like fun space. Yeah, you have your own so fun. space. So the, the question here is uh, best color person. That's what you That's an old people quizzing you about your like last thing you want now is the next day after you lie to be like, alright, tell me all the details about all the shits. What did <laughs> just, you eat? When did you catch it? Yeah, like yeah. it just backfired to be like, I don't wanna have to prove this shit. In in any other job you wouldn't have to work for a hospital, don't use the diarrhea excuse. It it doesn't work as well. So like the Sagamore has a, a, a rate of incline that seems a little bit more than the than the Piscataquick River Bridge. Yeah, I wish it would sag a little less. <laughs> oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hold true to your heart there, boys. Um, but uh, that is... Uh, those are scary bridges. So. <laughs> Get back to mystery number one. I hope not. Let's get a spin until it gets to it. Fuck. <laughs> Let's freeze up, reapply all night. You know I stay beast up. Cause I spend a couple stacks. Yep, I spend a couple racks. On a week, long supply more than a couple hundred packs. Oh that burst bees chat. Stick that burst bees wax. Like I'm into getting spec. No, I'm addicted to the wax.